ruthless aggression. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I lied! Don't make fun of me, sucker! Right. Here comes the pain! Enjoying the ride, Randy. That's a real fart. That's a real. That's a real. Hey, if you want to hear Stone Cold fart, give me a. Oh God! There's a uh, one real quick thing. Then you can intro us. Uh, there's a, a Whitest Kids You Know sketch where they're they're sitting around at dinner and the the girlfriend is introducing her boyfriend to the parents, and just in the middle of the conversation, he just starts going. Oh god, this is a real fart. Oh, does this smell real bad, everybody? Oh god. Oh, not at dinner. Oh. And so the whole time he's like, Darnell, um, is everything okay? He's like, Yes, it is. That's all my mouth. It's all up here. That's not a real fart. It's not even not real. Don't even worry about it. And so this goes <laughs> this goes on and on and on. And every single time there's a conversation, he just starts going. <laughs> Oh no, it's back! Call doctor, and he just keeps doing it. And, and at the very end, it's like, Darnell, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm trying to impress your parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, I love it. It's just like the only thing he could think of was to make fart noises with his mouth. It's like it's the only way to impress his parents. <laughs> I remember as a, as a kid, like I could do that thing where you make fart noise, but like take. That's how I just did mine for the for the fart competition. That was totally shoot. <laughs> I remember my dad would just die laughing when I did that. Like, he would be in tears. He thought it was like the funniest thing. Just, hey, dad! <laughs> well, it's uh, a good friend of mine told me once. He's like, you know, evidence that farts are universal comedy. Yeah, if you don't like the farts, you just... If, we, if you don't like big dookie poops, then you're something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that, that being said... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Pod... Oh, I was too loud on that level. Let's try the dookie poop podcast. Welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome to the Redneck Triathlon of sorts. Oh, no. We're the, we're the redneck triathlon of the podcast world. I'm Levi. Can I How? not be the tip-off? <laughs> What's that? I'm the pig pan fun. Oh, pig pan fun. <laughs> I'm Levi and joined as always, always. <laughs> it's Kyle. Kyle, what's up, man? <laughs> Nothing. I, I love you. I hate you. I just can't live without you. 
Well, another person I hate is uh, it's good old Jake R. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, th- thank you so much uh, for, for saying welcome to me, uh, or welcome to you, uh, but no welcome to those those sons of bitches on, on Twitter who, who want to say I'm washed up and, and I'm horny. I, I'm not that horny until I take Blue Chew, okay? And, and when I take Blue Chew, I want to let you know uh, there's a special friend of mine that when she sees my teeth are blue, she knows it's going to be a party. Get that uh, promo code jrbbq and also buy some of my barbecue sauce available at jrbbq.com uh thimble nuts uh well jr why would i want to do that i'm I'm gonna have to ask you to put your erection away (laughs) (laughs) i I can't put it away uh, that's that's the problem conrad i specifically got a video camera so we could uh live stream this so everybody could see my master erection (laughs) now folks it's, it's the size of oklahoma i'm telling you you know, uh, you ever you ever hear that musical Oklahoma as it was well, about my erection? <laughs> Anyways, that this is the most, most fun we're gonna have with this pay per view right now. It's something not well, even related to it. Well, fellas, there's plenty of, of horniness to be had in this. <laughs> That's so. true. Plenty of horniness. So we now de- that, we definitely now, don't need what y'all are bringing to the table. Yeah. What, now that you've pointed out horny Jr., I can no longer unhear it when I watch these shows, and it's <laughs> constant. It's all the time. It's I just almost view as bad him as, as like living a lie, you know, because he's like, "Oh, care about King? That's gross." But deep down, you know, he's like, like laughing. Hey, I'm horny for this too, man. <laughs> so I need Gail Kim to come out here like right now. Oh. And, and, and show me uh, those uh, those two breasts of hers. <laughs> well, today we're reviewing Bad Blood 2003, and. Uh, according more to the- like more like bad butt 2000p because this show stinks and it's uh june 15th 2003 <laughs> not even uh, respond pay-per-view uh presented by raw austin and bischoff so dumb it's right so off dumb. the bat it's so annoying and and yeah yeah i hated it it was presented by raw because it that's what it feels like a really big bad episode of raw yeah, it's, it's almost not even on raw quality like, if you take out all the overly long redneck triathlon stuff, like, how long would this pay-per-view have been? 45 minutes. Yeah, Probably really. just at two hours, you know? 45 minutes and, like, like 30 of that's just, like, the, the Triple H Hell in a Cell. Oh. Gosh. So, so let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, boys. Yeah. Uh, we're here in Houston, Texas at the Compact Center. Wow, Compact Center, Houston! Which holds a little bit of significance at the time. Uh, it was home to the Houston Rockets from 1975 to 2003, so up till this year. Uh, the building served as a multi-purpose sports arena for professional teams, notably the Rockets. Uh, it was known as the Summit until 1998, when technology film Compaq bought naming rights and dubbed it the Compaq Center. Don't you just love it when, when big brands take over beloved sports arenas and stadiums and Name it awful names like uh, T-Mobile Park. Well, see, I don't, I don't mind it if the if the corporation sounds like it makes sense, like Safeco Field. I mean, Safeco is a, a giant insurance conglomerate, but it sounds okay. Like like Pack Pack Bell Park sounded okay, and they're they're you know they do communications. The Compact Center even sounds okay. But yeah, like the KFC Yum Center. No, get out of here. Oh, I love the Yum Center. I actually like the Yum Center. <laughs> Isn't that uh, they, Louisville? 
KFC Krispy Center. Okay. Speaking of the Yum Center, uh, Stacy Stacy Keebler's on my screen. The KFC oh, Gravy Dome. Oh, would you stop? Why don't they call it the KFC Gravy Bowl? <laughs> they should. They should yeah. sponsor a. They should sponsor an event and call it the KFC Gravy yeah. Bowl. Oh my gosh, that sounds. That sounds Why does this seem a little lame? I, I miss whenever like uh, wasn't the Titan Stadium initially the Adelphia Coliseum? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I know it was the. It was LP Field. And then they changed it to... No, I think, I think at the very, very beginning in 99, it was the Delphia Coliseum. And that's just what it's stuck in my head for the longest time. Now it's just Nissan Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Nissan. We suck. What's that? Some kind of a creature back there? My chair is squeaking. Oh, you're abusing an animal back there. My <laughs> <laughs> back! <laughs> the stupid dog! So that name was dropped when Toyota yeah. Center opened as a new and more advanced professional sports venue in the same city. The building was leased to Lakewood Church. And Lakewood Church is pastored by Joel Osteen. Oh, that Big guy. money bags Osteen. <laughs> Big money. So, so you're telling me it was the compact center that he wouldn't open up to the people that were like displaced from their home from the floods? Yes. I've got words for that guy. Okay. <laughs> well, hold they're on. Like, Let no. me give a little more backstory here and then uh you can give a ruthless <laughs> rant. No, there there no, there's too many too many bad words and, and you you'd have to <laughs> no. edit it off. His, de- his defense okay, his defense was solid. He was like, Hey, I opened the place from the beginning, but people heard Bad Blood two thousand three was here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just think about that, folks. Uh, the same place that Joel Osteen preaches at, but it was a pie-eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't talking about cherry, folks. May uh, Young with, with sardines. Oh, my gosh. Not, not, not pie so much as pie crust. Fo- uh, folks, if you don't understand it, I- I'm making a reference to uh, cunnilingus, as it's called. Anyway. I was, uh, it was more, anyway, that was more anyway. of a cobbler we're, we're, with Let's May move Young. along here, folks. We're getting, um, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. When the sports teams moved to the new Toyota Center in 03, the city of Houston church, leased yeah. the arena to Lakewood Church, a megachurch which invested $95 million in renovations <laughs> to convert but the we- arena into the current configuration of seats and rooms for its needs. But he was worried that they might ruin the carpets, you know, if they if they trod their their dirty Houston feet in on his on on his holy church floor. The renovations took over fifteen months to complete. And the renovations <laughs> included <laughs> adding five stories to add more capacity. During the lease, five stories. Lakewood Church had an exclusive agreement with the city of Houston uh, for use of the former summit, and as such, invested heavily in the structure of its use. In 2001, the church signed a 30-year lease with the city. And in March 2010, the church announced that it would buy the campus outright from the city of Houston for $7.5 million. Tomorrow, they're going to just buy the city. <laughs> Jesus saves and Joel Osteen withdraws. Oh, man. That, that's ruthless aggression nuclear heat right there. <laughs> uh so they they now own this compact center that ran, which has a capacity of sixteen thousand. We have ten thousand here for tonight. I feel sorry for each of you, Houston Houstonians. <laughs> Wasted your money. <laughs> Unless you like pie eating contests. Which... Well, I mean, they were at least attractive ladies. Well, I mean, 
They can probably see them in kittens after. I, I just oh my, we okay. We gotta we gotta we can't talk about it anymore because like, we have we all have work. We have to wait. Yes. contest, but we have to wait. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I talk about the set before we get into? The, or do we have a moment for the set? Or oh, hold on, we're, we're yeah, getting to okay. that. Okay, all right. I just we're, want to we're make sure. We're jumping down your bridge. We're jumping down your bridge. As you can see, Jake is very excited to talk about this pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I've got I got feelings about this pay per view, man. So the Contact Center had a, a maximum capacity of sixteen thousand, as I said. Uh, obviously reduced for Bad Blood. The event grossed uh, five hundred thousand dollars in ticket sales from the attendance of ten thousand. The event retailed as $34.95, but was offered free of charge to members of the United States Armed Forces who were returning from the Iraq War. And even they wanted refunds. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, send us back to Iraq. <laughs> uh, not counting the buys from military personnel, the event received 285,000 pay-per-view buys. The promotion's pay-per-view revenue was $24.7 million, which was greater than the following year's revenue of $18.5 million. So, basically what I'm saying is it made way too much money. <laughs> yeah. It, it was unfortunately successful. Because then they're like, oh, we'll just do it exactly the same next year. So we're sponsored tonight by Maxim Hair Color for Men. And We did not see this on the network. And Kyle, I need you to tell us what it would be like if the big show got shot with a tranquilizer dart and got his head shaved by Mark Jindrak, Kurt Angle, and Luther Reigns, and Whoa. his hair grew back gray and needed some hair color, and go. Uh, this is a big thing. It's like he's just walking around with gray hair, okay, and all of a sudden this dart comes and goes thunk in his neck, and he's like, oh, oh no, I got hit in the neck with a dart. Just as I was going to get some just for me or whatever the hell it is to make my hair dark. <laughs> I'm falling on the ground and shaking. <laughs> was that good enough for you, Levi? Is that a, a nice little circus show for you? No, I think you misunderstood. Uh, or I didn't. Really I, I did. That was, a, that was a mouthful of <laughs> yeah, weird that, stuff. <laughs> I'll just do the big show uh, going to, uh, what was that? That KFC Crispy Center or whatever? <laughs> the, the Yum Center? Oh, yeah. I can't even go watch presumably a sports show and eat a big bucket of KFC chicken. <laughs> and that's him holding his hand up in excitement like he always does. Okay. Um, the theme song is Headstrong by Trapped. Does anyone want to give a... There you go. That's your cover. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I, I said this in the last episode, but Fuck. this song, <laughs> this song got me so hyped for this show, and I and I never watched it until here recently. But uh, this song did wonders for this pay per view. I will say that. Man, it's it's so sad. Like I bought for some reason, like after the last show, I was like. You know, I'd always like the look, the aesthetic look of just wrestling VHS tapes. Because I just, I don't know, I always thought tape collections look cool. But I never really owned any. So I went out and I found the Bad Blood 2003 tape. And I brought it home. And I got a VCR. I was going to watch it. But a VCR turned out to be messed up. And it's surprisingly hard to find VCRs these days. So I had to watch the network version. And I'm sad I missed out. Do you oh, not have, do you not have Goodwills where, where you're from? They, I mean, yeah, but like, they, even those don't have uh, VCRs. Really? Mostly just see crap DVD players and stuff now. Yeah. Interesting. 
I guess I haven't really looked for a VCR. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a newer one too. It's one of those like VCR DVD combos, the one you just always see. I got it just uh, from a friend. They said they never really used it, and it just it didn't work. Yeah, they never used it because it didn't work. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> I tested a few tapes. I, I have some. This hatred has history. This bitterness runs deep. This blood runs hot. I've speared him. I've maced him in the face through some paint down this little shiny car. I even caused him to spear Charles Robinson. You will never, ever underestimate Chris Jericho again. When aspirations are achieved out of rage. I am still the world heavyweight champion. You do not want to run up against me. Or contempt. I'm Eric Bishop, co-GM, and I can throw my weight around too. But some acts can't be forgotten. Some actions never forgiven. Because this is a new beginning, I'd be more than happy to kick your ass. Jericho is next. And some things come back to haunt you. You got Kevin Nash. Houston, Texas. Hell in a cell. It is a scary, unforgiving, almost demonic in nature. I'd like to introduce you to the only man crazy enough to referee the Hell in a Cell match. Hardcore legend, Mick Foley. The bad blood will spit. And believe me, there will be hell unleashed. Least, least, least. And now, Maxim Haircolor presents an Austin Bischoff production. Bad Blood. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was okay. It was very generic. So I found out the, the VO guy here is his name is Ed Weagle. Weagle. Uh, he uh, covers events here, such as Chris Jericho throwing paint on Goldberg's vintage car, <gasps> as well as tricking him into spearing referee Charles Robinson. No, not little Nate. <laughs> and of course, the never ending drama with uh, Triple H Kevin Nash, where we get Kevin Nash saying, Triple H, you're a dead man. Oh, God, I can feel that. I have bigger nipples than you, Kevin. <laughs> Look at these glass cutters and come with the game. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Stone Cold and Eric Bischoff, their, their never-ending drama, which uh, who is the, the, the bigger redneck, I guess, would be the best I guess so. Him. Next, it's going to be like, hey, Bischoff, how about we have a poop my pants match next? Poop my pants, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do a poop my pants match? 
Oh, if you're scared, do everybody want to see him poop his pants? No. No. You know what? I respectfully agree. You don't have to poop your pants. Let's go back to work. <laughs> Let's make a good show. And now, not Raw, but Austin and Bischoff present Bad Blood. <laughs> so cue the pyro and the rock that's that's a we got to hear like some generic sounding barely audible like wannabe new metal song oh yeah i heard um, and you got (laughs) mostly i bet that did improve the mood because this pay-per-view was oh absolutely stale absolutely it does so, cue the pyro and rock is fin- Oh, the dog's in here. Uh, oh, gosh, too loud. Oh, uh, the stage setup here. Go ahead, Jake. Talk about the stage setup. I hate it so much. What? Okay, first, they just, what? They just used the screen from SmackDown and put some stupid blood drops on it that you can barely tell are blood drops unless you're looking right at it. They've got three big, just like blood drops dangling from the ceiling that they can spray thing the the logo in the side of and then it says austin and bischoff just along the side the entire show it just says austin bischoff on either side of the the walkway so no matter who's coming down the ring they're coming down to the ring all you see is austin and bischoff um it Everything is set up backwards. Things come from the right instead of the left. And by the way, because I fell asleep watching this one again, because I work in the mornings and sometimes I I fall asleep before wrestling's over. So I had to watch it a few times. But I woke up in the middle of of Bad Blood 2004, still thinking it was Bad Blood 2003 because they reused the set. Only they they, they put the, the blood drops on the other side and then they made the blood drops on the screen bigger. So they they reused the exact same set, only reversed <laughs> it. So it, yeah, I this set is garbage and it looks like crap. It looks cheap. Boo boo boo. Well, I actually kind of like this set. <clears throat> Excuse nah, me. I don't mind. I be honest, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't mind it too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I could tell it was it was blood drops, you know, and that it was not only a blood drop, it was it was bad blood. You know, oh, bad man. blood. Look at this Possibly cool teaser. Look at this yes. cool circa 2003 teaser image I found on some random old wrestling site. Whoa. <laughs> the online world triple dot com. He's got the sledgehammer, baby. What? He's like, you want to see my hammer, baby? <laughs> Kevin Ash is like, our big dirty cool. He's just like, you can't beat the big sexy. That's all he's thinking. <laughs> <in his head. laughs> can't beat the big sexy. So two things before we get started with the first match here that I want to point out. Yes, are yes. Two, two signs. One. One says La Croissant. <laughs> That's silly. I saw that too. It's like, no, I remember correctly. It said La R-E-S, and then they marked out the R-E-S and then put Croissant. Like They were like, I can't spell it. It's French, but Croissant. Yeah, they, they spelled out La Resistance, but crossed out Resistance and put Croissant. It's, it's funny. It's French. It's funny. Two. Uh, the second one being... Uh, uh, it's a woman. She's holding up a sign that says the next big thing versus the big fat thing. <laughs> I think this fan was confused and was expecting a Lesnar versus Big Show match. <laughs> but unfortunately, this is a raw pay-per-view lady. I get Maybe they, uh, maybe they, uh, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> confused which pay-per-view they're going to. That's funny. She's like, whoa, Brock, I love Brock. I hate the Big Show. Uh, 
Maybe maybe they were at a previous oh. pay-per-view with Brock and Big Show and just brought oh. their old sign. This is raw. Austin and Bischoff present. What? <laughs> this is not a... <laughs> It's not a Stephanie McMahon production. <laughs> yeah, you don't have Stephanie weirdly looking over her shoulder so you can kind of see her cleavage oh, while she talks to you. <laughs> She's like, hey, everybody, welcome to SmackDown. I'm Stephanie McMahon, and these are my breasts. I gotta say, I know it's 2003, but was any of us surprised when Roddy Mack was a first ballot Hall of Famer in 2004? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I saw it coming. I, I saw that the writing was on the wall. And, He's uh, so good. He deserved so, it. So, he was crisp. I'd say the Rodney was on the wall because he was uh, completely off the walls of how good he was at wrestling. Oh, you know, it's it's. I think it's cool that you know his cousin is starting to break out on the indie scene. Uh, his name is Willie. I don't know if you you've heard of him. <laughs> Willie Mac. Yeah, I, I, I'm just waiting for the day that Rodney comes out of retirement, and so he can come out to uh, Return of the Mac. The the best part is uh, he actually got. <laughs> Because of because of Jerry the King Lawler, he actually got a sponsorship at a Memphis McDonald's for the Big Mac. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Oh, I bought into that. <laughs> can, you ma- can you imagine that? Like WWE starts running teasers nowadays. It's like his silhouette with Return of the Mac, and then just like in big letters, just the Mac is back. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, my god, my god, it's, it's Rodney Mac. Rodney Mac has returned. Rodney Mac has returned. Oh my, Black oh my Black goodness, Rodney Mac is back. Look as 9,000 people quickly Wikipedia who the heck Rodney Mac is. <laughs> who is that? I don't know if you're not looking with your eyes, Cole, but that's the legend Rodney Mac. <laughs> So, with Teddy Long again. So we we see on Sunday Night Heat that Devon was confronted by uh, this stable here in question that is uh, devoted to taking down the man who's holding down the black man, which <laughs> involves Christopher Privilege Nowinski from Harvard. But but I won't I won't harp on it too much because I loved I actually love this stable and I like the role that Christopher Nowinski plays in it. It's way ahead of its time. It, I mm-hmm. do, I do like this heel team. Yeah. So Devon, he's chilling backstage, and Christopher Nowinski uh, and them they they confront him, and basically it's tantamount to, you know, they're they're like, why is your white brother always ordering you to get the tables? And Devon's like, you know what? 
I never thought about that. <laughs> I guess Have I you, never ask him. Do to you know? Do you know the the actual backstory about about the Devon get the tables thing? Uh, no, I don't. Enlighten us. So Devon was supposed to get a table for a table spot, and he totally forgot it. And so Bubba yelled at him in the middle of a match, Devon, get the table! And so he got out of the ring, and, and Bubba looks at him and was like, I'm going to get that over. He's like, no way in, in hell can you get Devon get the table over. and Because Devon hated it because he knew it was a botch. It came from a botch. So it always, Devon get the table came from that. And uh, Bubba getting it over on Devon. <laughs> oh, I never heard that Interesting. before. I never heard that either. You uh, uh, you learn new thing every day, folks. So Nowitzki is wearing a mask here on his face, and it's uh, from having reconstructive surgery on his nose. But more on that in a minute. Uh, before we get started here, I do want to say for the entrances, I hate the font for the nameplates. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice them. It's it's so basic and so awful. Is is Comic Sans? <laughs> no, it's like Time Virus. Yeah, it's it's just it's so it's so basic. I don't know why they they went this route, but it's like Ross look better. Yeah, but I digress. So Devon and Rodney Max start the match with some fast paced back and forth action. Flying clothesline from Devon, followed by a jawbreaker from Rodney Mac. And around this time, I noticed uh, front row Winnie the Pooh and Tigger are sitting here for tonight's event. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty constant. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean about the nameplate thing. I just looked it up now. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, Pooh and Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities in the house tonight. I'm, I'm sure there'll be at more some celebrities, point, right? At some point, like they get a camera on them, and like King and Jr. are like commenting on it. I think King's like, "Who's that in the front row?" Well, I don't know. <laughs> I also noticed there's a there's a Homer Simpson in the crowd. I missed there that. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just a big Homer Simpson sign. Big Homer Simpson sign. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you gonna munch or that cruncher? Ruthless <laughs> <laughs> aggression, deep cut. So, Christopher Nowinski and Bubba, they tag in. There's an awkward exchange where Nowinski pushes Bubba into Mac for a clothesline, but Nowinski second-guesses his movements, and it ends up just him placing his hand on Bubba. It was weird. Hey, bird. They go back and forth in the corner. Bubba sends Nowinski into the corner. Mac comes in. Uh, but Bubba stacks him against Nowinski, and he splashes both of them into the corner. Bubba tags in Devon, who starts going back and forth with Nowinski. We get a Harvard Sucks chant that breaks out, as Nowinski distracts the ref to allow Rodney Mack to cross Devon on the ring post. Rodney Mack tags in and starts working over Devon, hitting a forearm to the face. Mack hits a spine buster on Devon for two as they isolate them. Nowinski goes for an elbow drop but misses, allowing Devon to start crawling to Bubba. And then of course Devon gets the hot tag! Feel the heat on that tag. There actually, I mean, there's not a lot of uh, dudes in the business at this time that can that can do a hot tag like Bubba Ray. Well, there's also not a lot of dudes with the experience of Bubba Ray. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
So take that, dude. Take, no, take that. I'm sorry, I'm distracted by May Young. I often look, that, looking that up a Playboy too. spread. Oh, she's old. So it's here where uh, Bubba comes in and uh, gets a couple of clotheslines, followed by the very first Spagingo. Ah! A huge Spagingo to Nowinski. Bubba tries That's a fun. Bubba bomb, but Nowinski hits backwards headbutts. <laughs> okay, since you did that, I want a ruthless aggression cover of the Dudley Boys theme song as a fat guy. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this passes out because you can't go that fast. This is like the twister version. It is the twister version, baby. There's a 2003 reference for you. Put on the table. So Bubba, he comes back with a second rope crossbody for a near fall, which Nowinski completely jumps into. Uh, and then Rodney Mack breaks it up. Nowinski takes off his mask and tries to use it as a weapon, but Bubba dodges and hits dusty punches and a bionic elbow. <laughs> JR tries to put the mask over as well. Oh, that metal mask! <laughs> <laughs> You can tell it's like a very like soft styrofoam like material. <laughs> that metal mask, metalistic, demonic, evil metal mask covered in studs and brazers. Wearing a metal mask has to be so uncomfortable. I'd imagine. Can... I, I realized you said holistic, but at first I thought you said holistic, and I was like, "What? It's, it's healthy for him." Now, warriors will clash in a hellscape of your nightmares, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Mac runs in. Uh, he attempts a blackout, but <laughs> Bubba blocks, and they hit the "What's up?" on Rodney Mac. <laughs> What's up? Bubba tells Tifon to get the tables when Theodore Long jumps on the apron, and he's like, "Do you really want to get those tables?" So, Tifon he he's, he hesitates, and Bubba's like, "What are you doing? You're the Black Brother." On the line, brother. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's that's too insensitive. Let's <laughs> say he didn't actually say that, did he? No, no, of course not. Let's <laughs> say like there's something I missed because I wouldn't put it past him to be that blunt and stupid with a race angle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mac he knocks Devon out of the ring, and then Bubba knocks out Mac. And Whiskey runs in and hits Bubba with that metal mask and pins Bubba oh in seven minutes and seven seconds. That was kind of a, that was kind of a sloppy sequence there at the end. I didn't. It, it's like it seemed like people like it was disjointed. I think is the best yeah. way to describe it. Yeah, it gets a thumbs down from me. What do you guys say? Same thumbs down. It was, it was pretty jank alike. I think uh, Bubba Ray stands out because he's really solid, but everything else just really didn't work for me, except for that hellacious metal mask. The, the holistic metal mask. The holistic metal mask. It's made of uh, roots and, and, and uh, flowers. I don't know. Jake, what do you say? Uh, thumbs down for me. Like I, I got excited seeing the the Dudleys come out because they're usually great for an opener. But I, I mean, I get it. They're they're moving a storyline along. But I don't know. This 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 just fell flat for me. The finish was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have skipped this match on Raw. 
Yeah. <laughs> and furthermore, I think Bubba Ray Dudley is an idiot, and I'll tell you why. Why? <gasps> he saw that Theodore Long was manipulating Devon into making a decision, albeit one based in truth. And Bubba could have just proved he wasn't being prejudiced by simply getting the table himself. Yeah, he could have been like, fine, I'll get the table, I don't care. But you nope. never ask me. Nope, he died on that hill, just like I died on the hill of New York Deep Dish Pizzas. <laughs> but to see, it's that's not the way the move works. Like Bubba has to monitor the dude that's down so they can get put through the table. But what I'm saying is they could have role reversed in that situation. He's like, you, you watch the guy, I'll get the table. I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not racist. Hey, Devon, solidarity. I'll get the table. I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, are you here? Am I talking to myself? I mean, he could also he could also just run over and punch him in the face. Sorry, this is Levi. Uh, repeats the hits, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thumbs down all around. We cut to Jr. and King. Jarrah says, oh, that was a significant victory for Nowinski and Mac. And all I have to say is we will see about that. And all I got to say is the Mac is back, baby. Woo! <laughs> back the Mac. Right, now, King, I got to say, are, are you a virgin? <laughs> How do you like it? <laughs> hey, hey, JR, you ever hear the song Brown Sugar? Uh, no, how does that one go? Uh, you know, the one by the Rolling Stones. It's about, uh, anyway, what's up coming up with this match? I never listen to Rolling Stones much. I, I listen to uh, uh, the Beatles. Rolling, <laughs> I, I don't like Rolling Stones so much, but I have a little chocolate cake, you see. But I, went from, I do like the Rolling Stones. But I went from so listening to the Beatles to just beating, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must say, uh, uh, my favorite Michael Jackson song's got to be Beat It. That's all we ever have a couple around here. Just beat it. Beat it. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> so... They bring up the redneck triathlon. Jerry Lawler yeah. immediately loses his mind over the pie eating contest. Now, now uh, King, can you please explain this to me in, in excruciating detail what the pie eating contest means? Because where I come to understand it is you're talking about like apple pie and such. Is there some kind of second meaning behind this? What? What? How would Conrad explain this to Jim Ross? How he would be like? Oh man. Well, oh, that's, that, no, I, I don't know. I can't get my Alabama. God, what does that sound like? Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, eating that coochie right now, right? Oh, yeah, boy. I mean, folks, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. You know, I, you know, I, I, I don't mince words on this podcast, folks, but I am DTF. Oh you know my I mean? god! <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I was I was hoping when y'all say uh, Jr. According to rumor and innuendo, uh, pie <laughs> contest. <laughs> it's, well, it's not like cherry pie. What, what do you mean, Conrad? I, I mean, <laughs> no. yeah. What what kind of writing is that? I mean, it's a wrestling no. show. 
ain't got yeah you got to have beautiful women right but they they can be talented like gail kim <laughs> so so jr he gets a little confused and says uh <laughs> he says that'll be a first for you to call does that call itself well in any of <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they take us back to Monday Night Raw where they spun the wheel to find out what they'd be having and uh, in the Seb Pie contest. And Eric Bischoff is down, you know, oh, cherry pie, strawberry pie, chocolate pie. Hot <laughs> dog. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but now he did. So, But Stone Cold, Stone Cold has to fill him in. Yeah, You know what The Rock's talking about, right? When he's talking about pie. Let's talk about Frito pie. It's not really a pie. It's just chili and Fritos. It's delicious. So, um... Get it at Whataburger. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 Jake, what kind of pie are they talking about? Just for the sake of it. Uh, oh, ha, 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 ooh. There are many kind of pies in the WWF. You remember that song? No. Oh yes, oh, yes, the rock pie. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the rock pie. Uh, they're talking about sweet old poontang pie. Uh, uh, they're talking about committing the act of cunnilingus on a potentially attractive young female. Uh, so then we find out on Sunday Night Heat that there'd be a burping contest, which is up first on the docket tonight. Uh, oh yeah! And if after both of these events, if needed, we'd spin for a final event. Well, I mean, that's unlikely, though. Yeah, I mean, Stone Cold's going to go two and zero, right? It's, it's, his, yeah. it's his contest, right? It's his yeah. contest. Duh. Jim Ross informs us that uh, you know I want a burping contest in eighth grade. King. <laughs> 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 they paint this picture that, like, you know, good old Jr. He's excited about the silly <laughs> nature of the burping contest, and King, he, he'd rather watch the risque pining contest. But, but we all know. JR wants the ladder. I want some of that pie. Hey, you know, folks, I noticed uh, between Eric and uh, me and King, well, there's four of us and, and four of them beautiful women. So, you know, we, we just divide up the goods even, and I think we're all good. Uh, Donde esta la coochie? <laughs> <laughs> we come backstage to Terry and Eric Bischoff for the first round, the burping contest, even though they just said it was second. <clears throat> Nevertheless, what do you guys think of the set here backstage? We got a we got a big wheel and a chainsaw on a log with old <laughs> beer boxes in the background. What do you guys think? It all just seemed to kind of be in the way. It just looked messy, which I mean, it's a point. Redneck, but it just looked like garbage. Have you yeah, ever I, met a cleanly redneck? A cleanly? Clean redneck. A clean redneck? I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I didn't know that chainsaws were specifically a redneck thing. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, working outside, you know, with the with uh, expensive equipment, you know, Yankees, Northerners, they wouldn't do something like that. Can you can you work on a farm and not be a redneck? Because apparently yeah, you, you can't. Because I mean, my my question is because I always thought that the redneck had more of a, a Texas and a Southern connotation. But I mean, we we chop down trees up here a lot. Uh, the logging industry is a lot more of a northwestern thing than it is a southern thing. Hence my 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 thing. We, we cut down the trees so we can get to them squirrels easier. <laughs> Each. 
Or squirrel stew. Anyway. Squirrel stew. I'm going to kill me a snake and eat it. Come on, come on, so, kill me hog. So, so Terry informs us that there are indeed oh. rules to this burping contest. Each man gets three burps, and whoever has the longest, loudest burp will be declared the winner. Uh, long story short, these burps are a lot like wrestling. <laughs> They're predetermined? Yes. I, you know, after watching this, it, it makes me mad that um, that Bruce Pritchard tried to put it over as... Uh, or Eric Bischoff, maybe, tried to put him over as shoot burps. There's no way those Wait, were real burps. Did he really? Yes, on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Get, up, get alive, man. Get real. Yeah, for real. It's not a burp that's real. He said, like, he said that they were recorded, but they were real burps. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want a real burp, I got one for you. There you go. See, it's very real. What it what it reminds me of is uh, David Letter when they're talking about is it fresh? Oh, it's fresh frozen. I just basically imagine this, folk. They're just going back and forth with these big canned fake burps. It's basically just like. Like, these are probably all the burps they use. I'm just looking on YouTube, burp sound effect. Now, imagine Steve Austin and Eric Bischoff just opening their mouths like, this is real, this is 100% real. Oh, oh yeah. That didn't work. Kyle will... My sound didn't work. Well, hold on. It's real. It's, it's my turn for the burp contest, and I just have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it's my turn, and I got a big one, baby. <laughs> And this burping, and the best part is, is our burping contest is better than the burping contest on Bad Blood. <laughs> okay, we're moving. Okay, okay, I got, I got one more. <laughs> Came out the wrong end. Came out the wrong end, folks. That's how Steve Austin lost. He crapped his pants. And this is how we got nominated for best comedy podcast in 2019. Quality, folks. Quality. Look up diarrhea sound effect on YouTube, and you too can be nominated for an award. Honestly, like between this, like after this, and then like cutting into the pie eating contest with all the women and stuff, I was just like, women are purely objects in this pay per view. <laughs> was there a women's match in the show? No, there yeah. was not. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with these people? So, yeah, uh, 
I don't even think I need to explain the background. You know, listeners, you know what's going on. But for those who are just tuning in, uh, back at the end of 2002, uh, Stacy aligned herself with Test and started this marketing campaign for Testicles. Testicles. And obviously, I won't do a retrospective yet because this is not the end of the feud. But uh, in recent events, uh, Tori Wilson's Playboy came out and Test became very horny. And... <laughs> Like, <laughs> like toxically masculinity, like so. And so he was reading Playboys. He was going to Girls Gone Wild, you know. And Stacy's like, what's going on, Antro? And he's like, oh, I'm horny. Get out of here. And um, slaps her in the face. So at Backlash, I believe it was, um, Scott came to Stacy's aid. And everyone knows when you think of White Knights, you think of Scott Steiner. <laughs> well, I certainly think it's Storm in the Castle. So Stacy wants out of her managerial contract, but the only way that's going to happen is if Scott Steiner wins this match tonight. So let's get started, shall we? Yay. So as Stacy Keebler's coming out, JR simply says, 41 and a half inches long. And that's just my penis tip. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just wanted to point that out. It's like, okay, go on. <laughs> but obviously, he's talking about her legs, duh. But um, she really does. She is like, honestly, it's. I know it's like they keep pointing it out, but really, when you stop and look at her, you're like, oh, she really does have long legs. Like, yeah, they're absurdly long. Yes, they're they're very peculiarly long. But it's more of the same, you know. Tess wants a kiss, and Stacy's like, ew, no. Kiss you? I'd rather kiss this older man. So, one of the most infamous botches here, uh, Steiner, uh, st- uh, excuse me, Tess grabs Stacy off the apron as she's going to do her entrance. Right, you know, gets the heat, gets, you know, the fans, boo, we want to see her butt cheeks. Boo, we want to see her butt cheeks, cut it out! So, Steiner, he, uh, he leaps from the apron, but more like slips, I guess because of his drop foot. <laughs> <laughs> and falls at the feet of so... test <laughs> and they try to save it in commentary well you know good on test because like oh bump oh yeah i definitely felt that but oh no ow <laughs> and it's funny afterwards because scott's trying to like save face and he's like flopping over him trying to hit him like yeah i got you you kissed my ass <laughs> there's no coming back from that no so steiner clubs test around ringside hits a steiner line and elbow with push-ups, and then, of course, shut up, the referee. <laughs> Part of his he's the set, face man. here. Remember, he's the face. Yeah, I actually have here. This man does not know how to be a face. <laughs> <laughs> no. Test rolls outside and uses Stacy as a shield to get the upper hand. Uh, he throws Steiner into the ring steps. Test takes control and does a push-ups of his own. Boo. And he's flexing and taunting Stacy, and he says, wait until tonight. And she doesn't have to leave with you. Like, you don't own her. <laughs> he goes, I own you. Here's a chain wrapped to your leg. That's the story they're trying to tell. It's, you get to own Stacy Keebler if you win the yeah. match. And yeah, she'll like, do what whatever it, you want. Yeah, what you are they insinuating that a manager me. does? Like, like is that in the contract? Like, um, okay, I'll I'll walk with you to the ring. 
I'll handle your mark. I, uh, you own me. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fuji has to, to carry around Yokozuna's penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Equals sex objects. Exactly. <laughs> just just to carry him. around his penis. Just throw it over your shoulder there, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I have the coughs. I'm going to try and edit these out, but just in case. So, uh, Tess goes up top. Steiner catches him and hits a very awkward Northern Light suplex, which I assume was intended to be overhead belly to belly. Another Looked awkward like it, suplex yeah. as Tess looks like he's trying to leapfrog Steiner, but he counters and slams Tess down. Tess hits a full Nelson suplex for two. Horrible reverse DDT gets a near fall for Steiner. Pump handle slam for two for Tess. Uh, I should note real quick, um, at this point in the front row, there is what I presume to be a, a very horny woman. Uh, Tell about the one with the cleavage. Uh, sure. She is like, throughout the pay-per-view, she holds suggestive signs. And at this one, she's holding a sign that says, test is my bitch with a couple of hearts. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> I, yeah, I missed this one. I'm sure she has a few other signs because I think her and her friend had ones that alluded to being freaks. Like they're also for Steiner, but uh, I didn't see those full. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. They're in the front row, you say? Because I'm mm-hmm. watching. I'm watching. Yeah, so Tess now. goes to uncover the turnbuckle, but Stacy gets on the apron and delivers a slap. Steiner charges and Tess dodges, but he stops short of knocking over Stacy, but then turns into a big boot. And you and think it's over there, but Steiner kicks out. Tess grabs a chair in frustration. Stacy tries to grab it from him, but he shoves her down. Uh, Steiner dodges chair swings and Tess hits the ropes and hits himself in the head with the chair. Which I'll <laughs> never not like that spot. I, it's a great spot. It is. Steiner then I, hits. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, big up to Stacy. Like I've always, I've always thought Stacy Keebler was kind of underrated. Um, even going back to the days when she was Miss Hancock in the WCW, like she was never afraid to to take bumps and, and get in there and mix it up. Um, and it, it shows again here, like that's a that's a hard bump she takes from that chair. And when and there's another one, I think when she gets knocked off of uh, off the apron, like she bumps pretty hard, and and it, and it helps make this match. It really gets the heat on Tess there right at the end because he wasn't getting it himself. <laughs> Yeah, most he was doing was flexing and being like, aren't I a big meaning? Remember what my wiener looks like? Bow, put that wiener away. And she's like, it's small and detached. He's got apparently. a tiny wiener. <laughs> I won't have to carry it around. Scott Steiner <laughs> has a mega schlong. <laughs> Steiner hits an STO. 
uh, for the win, acquiring the managerial services of Stacy, which means he owns her, I think. Well, she seems to be into it because she's all like, look at my butt. I know. She bends over like five times. And Scott kind of keeps looking like, I could see a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> the best part, he's like, hey, everyone, if you want me to look at her butt some more, cheer. And then cheer. And so she goes back in the ring and comes out again. <laughs> Everybody says, climbing, we want bottles. <laughs> so, thumbs in the middle. Pretty average match, but the crowd were super into it. I I actually found myself, like, really liking Scott Steiner in this match. Like, enjoying what he was doing and hating everything tested in this match. Like, I think I, I, I sent a text or a message in the in our, uh, our group chat. I was just like, I hate tests. Yeah, but just like I actually watching Steiner, like this was a this was a fun match to watch. If you're and I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. Like I get I'm getting Scott Steiner, and I'm he like they got sympathy on him. They made me want him. I I wanted to see Scott Steiner beat up Test. That's what I wanted to see, and I got to see it. So that it worked. Thumbs up from you. Thumbs in the middle because because okay. the, the work was still kind of shoddy. Kyle, what do you say? Yeah, thumbs middle for me. Yeah, just like you said, it was shoddy and just test. It's just like get out of here. It's like beyond just like oh he's bad boo, but just like you suck. Get out of my face. And Scott just I don't know. Even when he's being bad, it's just I don't know. It's just kind of funny. He's just like a little goofball. It's like an angry <laughs> little goofball man. Yeah. He definitely has little boy eyes right after he wins. He <laughs> yes, like pops man. up and he's like, oh, what happened? They oh, should he should have done that. Girl, just... yeah, freaks and peaks. <laughs> They should just have him put on this tough guy demeanor and then just like have the camera like he thinks it's turned away and he's like giggling to himself like, oh my gosh, I did that. I think people would love him. Could you imagine like camera turns off? He's like, oh man, Stacy's so pretty. I hope she likes the flowers I got. (laughs) Scott, Scott, we're live. I mean, I hope she likes my big wiener. (laughs) So honestly, you know, thumbs in the middle. It was forgettable uh, for me. Uh, Towards towards the uh, the close, Steiner has Stacy on his shoulders, and her skirt's obviously coming up. You can see her panties, <gasps> which has Jerry Lawler screaming, oh, oh, "I think I see it!" Oh, oh hush! It's just gross, man. It's gross. Like, stop. Uh, Jerry, she's gonna put a restraining order on you if you don't shut the hell up. It wouldn't be the first time, Jr. Woo! <laughs> She's too old for me. What? No. <laughs> restraining oh. order? I think you mean restraining suggestion. Woo! It's just a piece of paper, JR. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I always woo after my Jerry Lawler impression, like it's Ric Flair. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> no, it, you're, it's because you're just doing a higher pitched Joey. That's why. Okay, good point. Uh, so, fellas, I've, I've been waiting to talk with y'all about this. Woo! The DVD provides a post-match interview from Steiner that should not go missed on anybody. Oh, yes? So, Al Snow greets us with Steiner and Stacy, and congratulates Steiner on acquiring the full-time managerial services of Stacy. Here we are at Bad Blood, and I'm backstage with Scott Steiner just after his match with Tess. You just defeated Tess, and you've got the full-time managerial services of Stacy. How do you feel about that? Well, that's not all I want. See, I, for one, know what it's like to taste the sweet nectar of a woman's juices, and I'm going to show Stacy what Tess couldn't show him, what it's like to be with a real man. Stacy, you got to be happy about this. I am so happy because I finally found a man 
who treats me right. So Al, I'm gonna tell you and all Houston, if you're here tonight, say somebody saying, oh God, oh God, and screams out the big bad booty daddy, make no mistake about it, it's gonna be Stacy. Sexual. So Steiner says, well, that's not all I want, you see. I, for one, know what it's like to taste the sweet nectar of a woman's juices. What? And I'm going to show Stacy what Tess couldn't show her. And that's what it's like to be with a real man. Al Snow says, Stacy, you gotta be happy about this. And that's when she does that face like, oh, no, yeah, totally. No, not there, not there. Stacy Keebler says, I am so happy because I finally found a man who treats me right. And to close here, Scott Steiner says, so, Al, I'm going to tell you in all of Houston, if you hear someone say, oh, God, oh, God, and screams out, the big, bad booty daddy, make no mistake about it. It's gonna be Stacy. <laughs> and around the oh god part, that's where Stacy cringes like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, the the funny part is, it's like they've worked together for now for several years, her and her and Steiner. So it's not like she didn't know about what he was gonna say. Oh come on, it's not like they hung out or anything, right? I. <clears throat> They, I mean, I don't know. You, Who you wants would to s- voluntarily hang out with Scott Steiner, especially women? I mean, when, when, well, I mean, I, I think his freaks would, would tell you that there are quite a few. <laughs> I think his freaks would disagree with you, quite frankly. Well, that's just because you don't yeah, have any he calls peaks. them freaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Scott, who is that? Oh, it's my freak. What are you talking about? I'm going to freak her. Uh, Scott, I'm your freak. <laughs> It's, God, it's, I'm your freak. It's like the woman from Aqua Teen. It's like poetry, baby. <laughs> so we got to Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin. They're they're having a chat. Austin randomly asks Eric if he Are likes... you a virgin? <laughs> Eric, are you a virgin? Virgin? Is that any of your business, Steve? Oh come on. Vir- of course I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> he just brags about it. I don't know. He's very Steve Austin says, I, for one, know what it's like to taste the sweet nectar of a woman's juices. <laughs> 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 oh my God. But, uh, <laughs> no wonder why they pulled that off the network. Jeez. God. But he asked Eric. They have Bishop, to co- they... <laughs> go ahead. Next up, it's Steve Austin and Scott Steiner and a nectar drinking. Gross. We're not talking about Jumex. Jerry Lawler says, I, I freshly squeezed this myself. Woo! Oh. <laughs> this is gross anyway. This is getting <laughs> grosser by the second. I, I'm breaking character. This is disgusting, Vince. I quit. Hey, hey, uh, Vince, can I get some of that leftover nectar juice? You know? <laughs> Come to find out this is why, uh, why, oh, God, what's his name? Joey, uh, Joey Styles quit. <laughs> he mocks God. And he drinks nectar juices. <laughs> <laughs> nectar juice, Cole. <laughs> so, so, cut to Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin. We are having a chat. Austin randomly asks Eric Bischoff if he likes the tractor that they are standing in front of. It just seems so random. Pretty cool tractor, man. So, they walk into their office where Eric is discussing how he did research this pie eating contest so they enter in and there are four women there 
<laughs> Bischoff insists that he goes first, and Stone Cold obliges. Because after he shows him, he, uh, Bischoff is like, yeah, I get to go first, yeah. And Austin's like, you get to go first, all right, but I get to choose the flavor. <laughs> okay, okay, I did miss that part. He doesn't do that, but... And all the women are uncomfortable in the background, like, eh, I'm just, we're here. Women's Revolution. They're like, they're like <laughs> I made my $200. So, why don't we cut to a commercial break? We're going to go fix ourselves a plate of pie, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to This summer... New Line Cinema proudly presents the greatest saga of all time. From the very beginning of Dumb and Dumber. Sorry about that, buddy. It's my first time bringing a friend up there. You okay? Yeah. So high school's all about looking cool, Harry, so stick with me. What stinks? That'd be me, sir. They're on a journey. Is that what I think it is? Nope, it's a treasure map. Cool. And an adventure. It's our own special boss, Harry! Of idiotic proportions. It's even shorter than I imagined! The state is giving a hundred grand to every school that has a special needs class. The problem is, where do we find kids we can pass off as special? Thanks, Turk! <laughs> Bingo. On June 13th... Well, I've got a little surprise for you. You got the extender? Oh, that's gross. It's a meeting... <laughs> of the mindless. <laughs> are you trying to be funny, or are you actually... Re special? Before the first movie, <laughs> there was high school... What are you doing? What are you doing? I think I need a pankin. Is this going to be on the midterm? Baby! Did you patch the hole in the girl's locker room? No. That's my boy. Girls, there's only one way to settle this. Make out contest. Mom? Hi, sweetie. Dumb and dumber. Er, when Harry met Lloyd. Did you just... Maybe. Barella, welcome to the first network for men. Stan Lee created Ooh. you for us. Well, not just for us, but for millions of horny guys like us. You're a stripper. And a superhero. It's perfect. Oh, it's genius. And it features such amazing character development. Bingo. Are you guys done staring at my character development? Not quite. Stan Lee Stripperella starring Pamela Anderson premieres Thursday, June 26th at 11 p.m. on the new TNN. You're a hedgehog, and you have supersonic powers. Ball up right now and roll! Action! Come on, honey. And you're brave. And you're scared. Hey, focus! I want you to think about the marketing opportunities here. Okay, in front of the paper. What part of supersonic speed do you not understand? The right hedgehog is hard to find. New Sonic Adventure 2 Battle with extra two-player action. Only on Nintendo GameCube. Rated E for everyone. All right, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yes, I did it and I'll do it up. 
Pepsi Blue, a fusion of berries with a splash of cola. Pepsi Blue, it's a blue thing. Practice podcast, practice podcast, doing the noises that we do on the show, doing the noise we do on the show, boo or goo, coming up soon, you don't know what to do. So if you like those types of shenanigans, but you need to listen to my show with that guy over there, Alex, and that guy over there. Jake, it's my show with Alex and Jake, the flagship show of the Red Arrow Network, everywhere podcasts are available. It's because, like, I found out if I keep the Discord page open, that tends to work better. But I was messing around a little bit, so... How dare you? It's a big boner bonanza, has Jim... No. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It's the intercon... Can you take it? It's Christian, right? <laughs> yeah. So I thought, what did I say? Did I say no, something you said wrong? That. I, was, I, I was just uh, reaffirming you. Oh. You know, it's what bros do. I, I heard that uh, that Christian working this match is the reason why Joel Osteen wanted as a church. He heard there's a Christian, <laughs> there's a Christian working in the building. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Christian. And he's the Intercontinental Champion. He goes all over the world. Oh, I need this, man. <laughs> the great commission anyway (laughs) that's his finishing move the great commission (laughs) (laughs) that's the last crusade call (laughs) he's got him lined up for the evangelical bomb (laughs) that's it's his last that's it. That's it. 
puns. <laughs> He's tapped him out with the altar call. <laughs> That's a cool name, actually. <laughs> Mordecai's finisher. <laughs> the altar call. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, last month at Judgment Day, we saw uh, Christian. He cheated in a battle royal to win the returning uh, resurrected... <laughs> <laughs> Intercontinental Championship over the team. I feel like I need to go pray. <laughs> uh, sometimes they're just lying right in front of me, you know. <laughs> yep. So, so Booker, uh, he gets a big hometown pop, which you can you can't hear on the DVD because they dub over his theme. So I had to go to the network for this one. It was a good pop. It was. Uh, you know, because Lillian, you know, the announcer thing. Uh, on the way to the ring from Houston, Texas. <sighs> That's where Ooh. we're from. That's where we're from. <sighs> we live there. <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's a fun there. thing to do. We live there. <laughs> <laughs> fun thing to do to, to draw out that hometown name <laughs> from Seattle <sighs> but anyway uh, of course Jim Ross cannot contain himself and has to announce that Booker T uh, grew up without a daddy it's an apparent theme in the ruthless aggression timeline he went to prison he didn't grow up with parents so of course Jerry can't. he can't smell anything <laughs> he can't help himself. Uh, He's so, got nose blind. <laughs> so Booker T takes control early in the early going. He hits a shoulder block and a scoop slam and then performs a headlock takedown. <laughs> Christian rams Booker in the corner when we get this fine... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Christian rams Booker in the corner when we get the line from King. Hey, JR, you think there'll be any leftovers in the pie-eating contest? Gross. <laughs> Uh, I hope so, because save a piece for me. <laughs> you hear a distinct high-five slap between the two? Yeah. Christian whips Booker to the corner, but Booker vaults over him. Christian charges after Booker T, but he gets caught with a one-handed spanking go. Ah! Ow! Ow! My boss! <laughs> Spinebuster follows from Booker T. Christian is on the apron and rakes the eyes of Booker. He grabs him by the hair, takes a hold of his head, and comes down off the apron, causing Booker to rebound and fall to the canvas. Christian takes Booker to the outside and ramps his head against the steps. Booker hits a flapjack on Christian, shifting the momentum. We get a small, get that sucker, chant started by winning yeah, the That's what that was? I was trying to figure out what they that's were what they saying. Yeah, it was very small. And he looked out and went, I love you. I love all of you. Then a uh, flurry of offense, a falling reverse DDT in the style of Christian from Booker gets a near fall. Christian tries to cheat by rolling up Booker and holding (laughs) ropes, but uh, it's only good for two. Yay. Christian then catches Booker with a bookend for a near fall as well. Christian sends Booker to the apron, but he catches Christian with a knee and then hits a scissors kick with Christian's head laying on the top rope. He follows up with a missile drop kick, but uh, Booker does not get the win here. It's only good for two. 
So, I mean, that puts over Christian strong, if you ask me. Wrong move. Honestly, yeah. Booker hits a Harlem sidekick and then performs a spin a rooney Yeah! He got a couple extra steps into that spin a rooney too. Like, he had a full routine yeah. going into that. <laughs> it's one of those where he's like, whoa, too much turn. Christian takes a walk with the title. The ref... T- <laughs> this is so random to me. The ref gets on the mic and he's like, Christian, if you get counted out, you will be forfeited the Intercontinental Championship. And then he starts counting really fast. No, it's like the crowd starts chanting, and so he's like, I'll just them. <laughs> They're going too fast. Uh, so Christian runs in the ring, gives you know Booker T a little chase, and then hits him with the belt. DQ, Christian keeps the belt. Come on, dude. If you're going to say so count stupid. out, then just say DQ. Well, that's, I mean, that's how, that was the whole point. Like, I don't like Christian, referees changing the rules like that. I don't like referees changing the rules like that either, but I do like that, that Christian was being, you know, the, the sleazy heel and found another way to escape the match. Right. I mean, like, like we, we went over uh, on the last show, the, the whole heel belt thing. Like, the, the Intercontinental Champion has to find a way to win, no matter what. And he always cheats to win. Right. I, I, I understand. And I can see how it would be fun for, like, a live crowd. But uh, I was watching DVD, so I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I say thumbs in the middle. Uh, a pretty average match. Uh, Booker T put a little extra sauce on it because, you know, Texas, title match. Uh, also, I feel bad for Booker because he's falling down the card like this. Yeah. Uh, but Jake, what do you say? What did you think about the match? I, you know, honestly, I think this probably would have been a better opener than um, Dudley's and and uh, Mac Nowinski, just because there was the hometown pop and you had some some hot moves that would get everybody in, um, and it wouldn't fall flat. It, w- it wouldn't ha- like people would be pissed about that about losing that. It's, I mean, it's the same same basic finish as the first match, which is a problem for me having similar finishes like that. You ran and you hit him, and but this time you won. Um, everyone would have gotten mad about the the DQ, and there would have been heat going into the next match. Everybody would have been been rackled up. Whereas after the 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 Dudleys and Nowinski, they're like, oh man, the nerdy guy and the black dude won. Dang it. But overall, I mean, I like the I like the psychology of the match. I like the way he che- he found a way to to get away with it. But it's like thumbs in the middle, pointing up. Right. Okay. Uh, Kyle, what do you say? I mean, like the match itself was is it was, it was all right. Um, I mean, Booker T's Booker T's great. Uh, but I don't know. The ending didn't do it for me. Like as soon as Christian left, it kind of just killed the momentum, and then just like for him to come back in, it's just DQ. That's it. I was like, oh. Well, that's something. Just a jank finish. So, I don't know. I guess kind of in the middle. Right. So, we get a, a vignette for Gail Kim. Do well, we? We don't. Oh, really? I did. <laughs> Levi's DVD extras. And it's like uh, the Matrix, basically, is the best way I can put it. Like, How do they cut the that work? It's really funny because I've just been like making jokes about Gail Kim today with at this with no idea that this happened. Oh my gosh, I thought <laughs> I thought that was your insight. Yeah. Surprisingly topical. There you go. Yeah, she's she'll be here soon.
so yeah, during this Redneck Triathlon, uh, King's the MC. Of course, he's like slobbering, like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I need a coach it. Um, Austin Bischoff come out. Uh, you know, Bischoff is just, you know, when you think about this practically, so Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin are out there, and Bischoff's like grinning ear to ear, like rubbing his hands, like, I'm ready some pie all right you gotta think he is way too excited to perform a sexual act in front of thousands of strangers in, including what i presume to be children there you know what i'm saying yeah it's like for for other things like oh she's gonna show her titties live on air you know you can kind of get past that like oh yeah they're gonna find some wacky way but this it's like imagine if it all went to plan like it they all just happened as it happened this would be the first x-rated WWE pay-per-view so anyways it gets to the point where austin's like yeah you, you know you get to go first but i choose the flavor and you know you mentioned that you like mature women <laughs> wink wink <laughs> see where this is going and uh, eric is like ah, yeah yeah I, I do like uh mature women uh whatever what does this matter well <laughs> come on out lady and here comes, of course, <laughs> Mae Young. <laughs> she's licking her lips and rubbing her body, and Eric's like, oh, no, she's old. That's gross. <laughs> and so Austin's like, well, if you're too chicken, I guess I win, Big Daddy. <laughs> and uh, so Eric Bischoff's like, all right. He goes and kisses her, and he's like, top that, Austin. And Austin's like, nope, 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 nope. You just gave her a big wet kiss. It's a Python contest there. And so um, Bischoff is feigning vomiting in the corner when Mayon goes and kicks him right in the berries from behind, <laughs> causing him to uh, lay up for the stink face, more or less. So May whips off her skirt, revealing that she's wearing a thong. <laughs> oh, it's funny because she's an old lady and she thong this normally would be attractive but she's so old and uh gives him reverse stink face just kind of bucking bronco <laughs> reverse stink face <laughs> cuddling <laughs> right on the bischoff's face and he's like oh, oh god no and he's screaming and austin's like i guess it's my turn baby and he's like warming up his mouth and then he gives her like a really really stiff stunner like Linda McMahon esque, which stunner. no one popped for, right? They're no, because like, oh. this is Stone Cold that just a year ago was beating up on Deborah. Yeah, <laughs> now you're beating up on Old May. It wasn't funny. Yeah, and he, uh, I guess it's like I guess I forfeit, and then we go into redneck overtime. But isn't this <laughs> isn't this the uh, the one where May stuffed her her uh, undergarments with fish? Yes, I, is it? Yes. You got to fill me in on this. Go ahead, Jake. You, well, um, so the they had it all figured out, and May came came running out of there so fast because she was late. She missed her mark because she was busy <laughs> stuffing her panties with sardines. Now, what, so, what, did she, oh. what did she say? I can't recall. No, wasn't it like, oh, May, we need you. I'm stuffing my panties, Vance. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, it was, uh, like, Moolah came out, and they're like, we need May, we need May, and Moolah's like, she's stuffing her panties, Vance, and, Gross. yeah. So, yeah, oh, she, and, like, I, I haven't done it, but allegedly, if you pause the screen, you can actually see the uh, the sardines in her, her panties as she's 
she's headed straight for for Bischoff. I'm going to admit, uh, I try to avoid the sexual stuff of the Ruthless Aggression timeline, but I did try and see if I could see fish eyes, but I got too grossed out. <laughs> if I'm being no, honest. I, that's... I, don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I didn't try to look. I'm like, nah. Nah, nah, bro. Miss me with that fish, Gucci. So, uh, another great redneck segment. <clears throat> so, yeah, we're going into redneck overtime. They're going to have to uh, spin around the little the little wheel of magic to see what's going to come next. So, Kyle, next match. Brian Sylvan. I can't remember his last name. Okay. Yeah, that. Is this dance. Taking on... RVD and Kane, team high as hell <laughs> for the world, world tag team, team titles. This will be the next to last time we see team high as hell together. Oh, oh, baby, say it ain't so. We come backstage to La Resistance. We see RVD versus Rene Dupree from Raw, uh, which RVD won, but was then attacked by La Resistance. And Kane didn't come to his aid. RVD questioned him on it, and he just walks away like a little, little punk. Well, spleegy. So the thing going on here is uh, Kane has just been going through a funk, and he actually uh, lost a match, I believe it was to Rene Dupree or Sylvan. I, I forget which, but... Uh, it's the devil's favorite depression. And it was like quick, like under five minutes. And Stone Cold comes out and like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, you know, trying to provoke him, which will become a theme in the in the coming months. And um, you're such a uh, big butthole, aren't you? <laughs> and so, uh, so Kane, you know, he acts like he's gonna choke slam Stone Cold, but he doesn't. And uh, you know, he's, he's trying to invigorate Kane here, uh, but uh, for the time being, Kane is just not Kane, and uh, we don't really know why. So, uh. Basically, Law Resistance, they just disparage America and dedicate... And Rene Dupree's nipples are out of control. Oh, yeah. He's got, you know, uh, got some... You know, give Triple H a run for his money. <laughs> but his were, like, pointed out. Like, he had the... Like, his were side view. <laughs> you like that side that. view? They put they put up Rene Dupree against Triple H, and they it's like it's kind of similar to when it was uh, Scott Steiner versus Triple H, and they had all those little contests. But this one's like, oh, his nipples they're just a little longer than Triple H's, and he's like, no, no we already <laughs> did this a big show. I wasn't nipple contests. I wasn't contributing. Um. I, I like to see it this way. Rene Dupree goes up against Triple H but loses, and he's like, yeah, he buried me. He buried me. He, he said my nipples were, were too long. So he went to Vince, changed the changed the outcome in the back, and I was never, never recovered. Triple and, H got, he got nipple implants to make his nipple longer anyway. <laughs> nipple implants. So, yeah, not much to say here. Very, yeah. very quick. Uh, a lot of posing in the early going. I'll say real quick, we uh, went over the backstage stuff, but um, the thing that really stood out to me was Coach interviewed La Resistance, 
And uh, Sylvan was like, I hate Texas, especially the fact that it gave us that buffoon, George W. Bush. And nobody really goes like, boo, too much. And then uh, Rene Dupree is like, I love France and our French president, Jacques Chirac, which I had to Google. And uh, <laughs> nobody went, yeah, boo, after that. Like, nobody really gave a crap either way. <laughs> I can't yeah, blame no them. One gives a, yeah, no one gives a crap about La Resistance. They're just there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to. Uh, also forget that when they were coming, laws resistance were coming out, and JR's like, oh, they don't like it here. I, I don't see an anchor tattoo. <laughs> they can go back home. Yeah, Class- they really the can classic. So, you don't like it, you can leave. You don't like it, you can get it. We get the, the French tickler from Rene Dupree what? here, <laughs> which is his little, you know, jump back to back move, little dance thing. Uh, RVD does exactly. his pose as well. Uh, RVD hits a spinning heel kick and a springboard crossbody for two. Grenier hangs up RVD on the top rope as he tries a monkey flip, and Renee hits a DDT for two. We get the hot tag to Kane, and he cleans house. La Resistance come back with a double neckbreaker to Kane. However, Kane sits up and hits a double clothesline. So the match ends here when. Uh, RVD's going for a dive, but Kane tries to choke slam both of them, and then RVD splashes on to Kane on the outside. Uh, they bring in La Resistance, that is. They bring in RVD and hit the Bonsoir for the win. Oh, I should note the horny woman in the front at this point is holding a sign that says, RVD, let me be your lily pad. Ew. 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 <laughs> Uh, so, with this, uh, all resistance for the new tag team champions, and Dupree becomes the youngest champion in WWE's history at just 19 years old. He's 19? 19. Well, wow. they retain. No, they win. Oh, oh that's right. I thought, uh, I thought La Resistance were champions coming in. No. Uh-uh. It was Team High as Hell. Oh, well. They just came out separate because they're, uh, they're in a lover's quarrel. Yeah. So thumbs down. I did not like this match. Obviously, Thumb, yeah, thumbs down. I and man, I just I just get mad whenever I know the way a Kane match is going to end. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's burnt. You burnt it for me. It walks out. Boom! I'm like, well, there's that. There's that finish. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs down. Uh, it didn't really do much. Oh come on! You mean you don't like uh, Law Resistance with their? technical prowess it's funny because like what technical it, prowess slapping people around and being like we are from france <sighs> which is funny because there's someone in the front row with a french flag oh i missed that yeah they're just like turn the camera away from him you can't have a french man in this match so yeah thumbs down i'm, I'm just growing impatient at this point because this is already a bad pay-per-view and it's only the first half this pay-per-view at this point it got to be a drag
Big Daddy Bill Gulper takes on Chris Jericho for no stakes other than they just hate each other. So the backstory here is Lance Storm apparently we didn't know this at the time, but allegedly. <laughs> he tried to run down Bill Goldberg in his rental car. He basically was in a limo, opened the door, and Lance Storm hits the door with his car and Goldberg gets out the other side and says, Hey Was that Rikishi? Chases after him, you know, because I did it for the rock. <laughs> I did it for Jericho. Rikishi I did got it trapped for the people. SmackDown or Raw, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so Austin interrogates Lance Storm, which seems random at the time. You know, he's just in his interrogation room. Everything he does is a punchline. You know, and so he's he's got him in this room, and he's like, "Was that your rental car?" And it's just silly, but he confesses <laughs> really that it was indeed Lance Storm that tried to kill Gil. Kill Gilberg. Gilberg. <laughs> Gil Bolberg. Gilberg is better than Goldberg. Uh, so, hey there, I'm Gil Bolberg. So he puts him in a match with Goldberg. Goldberg kills him. And he's like, who did it, boy? And he says it was Chris Jericho. Jericho! And, no. you know, they paint this picture like, you know, when we were at WCW, uh, we were friends. And then you got to be too big for your britches, which... Which is I, not true. But yeah, I was gonna say well, I, I would say that kind of did happen because well, because you know Goldberg, you know, started to not, you know, he was very selective about who he listened to. Which yeah, you know, let's not forget they fought backstage and Chris Jericho yeah. won. That's what I'm saying. They're not friends. Yeah, they weren't friends. Oh, shoot. that's what we're saying. Oh, I thought you said he didn't get too big for his britches, and I'm like, oh no, no of course he got very big for his britches. Dot, dot, like, dot. I've, I've, re- I've read Jericho's book; they did not get along. They were, they, yeah. Well, my understanding is they they did make amends around this time. Well, yeah, after another fight, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that though. Um, <laughs> we'll get there, folks. So yeah, as we talked about at the start of the show, uh, Jericho he's throwing paint on his car and. Uh, coaxing him into making moves like spearing referees and stuff and it you know he's just he's getting the one up on he even speared him jericho even speared him uh but uh let's see but yeah that's that's where we're at i actually like this hype package uh because it you know it tells you the story in short and why there is heat here so it's like i can buy it was that real mace jericho used on him oh yeah yeah he, so you're trying to Damage his sight and blind his brain. <laughs> <Straight track. laughs> I, I, mean, I he almost s- tried. He tried to hit him with a car. I mean, what it, you're going to try to murder some vehicular manslaughter? You, I mean, what's what's regular mace? Um, I should say going into this match, Goldberg coming out uh, on the DVD was it his was it his WWE like fake Goldberg theme? Yes. Uh, see, on the network, they dubbed it over with his real theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very weird. They've gone through every Goldberg segment and did that, which makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense. Like, why would you do you own You own that theme you made. Did you, do you realize that? <laughs> I, just, I, I, prefer, so I prefer his WWE theme over his WCW theme. I don't really care either way. They both sound nearly identical. Right. Yeah, they both suck. Goldberg, <laughs> he is Goldberg, and he is bald, and he has a goatee on his face, and he is Goldberg. Hey, who's next? 
Whereas the WCW theme song said, Goldberg, he's bald and he's cold. <laughs> With a goatee. <laughs> Goldberg, he's bald. <laughs> Uh, I like Jericho's gear here. It's like a navy velvet material with his highlight reel logos on them. And I always liked that logo. Uh, to start the match, Goldberg pushes Jericho to the floor. Very, like, ugly. <laughs> they just kind of yeah. dump to the, the floor from the ring. Uh, and delivers a knee to Jericho before throwing him back in the ring. Jericho evades some Goldberg offense and spits at him. <gasps> Icky. Goldberg proceeds to make Jericho look like a pushover by pushing him over three times in a row. Goldberg beats down on Jericho and lifts him up for a press slam and then drops him, crotching him on the top rope. His berries! (laughs) I actually like that move. I thought it was pretty cool. Slamming him on the rope and then kicking him in the head to knock him off. Yeah, it worked really well for Bret Hart, too. (laughs) Though, though, to be honest, at this point... um, after Goldberg was getting some offense on Jericho, he was getting boos, and you were hearing like obvious Y2J chants. Yeah, so strange for Houston. It was Texas. very weird. Jericho dodges a spear on the outside, and Goldberg goes through the barricade. And, you know, shades of Rosie in the three-minute warning. <laughs> Jericho works over Goldberg's shoulder and arm. Goldberg manages to come back with a huge kick to Jericho in midair. He connects afterwards with shoulder blocks and kicks. Around this point, I, I started to notice booze for Goldberg. <clears throat> Goldberg sucks chance from Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, as soon as he went through that barrier, it was just like 10 minutes of him just getting his ass kicked by Jericho, it seemed like. It just made him look super weak. Well, I had a hard time over the, the Goldberg sucks chance coming out of my living room. <laughs> Was it just you? Yeah, it was just me. Okay. <laughs> Jericho hits a bulldog and a lion salt for a near fall. Jericho tries it again, and Goldberg awkwardly catches Jericho and slams him. Goldberg hits a spear, but it is slow to like capitalize. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of Goldberg such chance. Goldberg sucks chance from this uh, this point on. Yeah, like he's selling that arm like to the point where it's like, did he actually just injure himself like an idiot or is he just like trying to Again. sell? Yeah, because I mean, it's, Bill does have a history of of hurting himself and doing stupid things. He's an emo kid. He likes hurting himself. Yeah, he especially likes slashing his wrists on uh, <laughs> windshields. <laughs> you cut my wrist and black my eyes. Y'all remember that one? Nope. Hawthorne uh, Heights? <laughs> no, nope. we're not. We weren't like uh, lame emo kids in high school. Yeah, like I, you was Levi. I was not an emo kid. But I, I, I had, was, had friends I was a cool emo. kid. I watched wrestling. Oh, yeah. 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 No, nah, Levi was totally an emo kid. He, I've seen all his, his tight shirts and uh, skinny jeans. His Man hair. Bones. His hair that was like that weird kind of like raccoon looking highlight streaks. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Goldberg tries a jackhammer, but Jericho hits a low blow as the ref gets a thumb to the eye. And I swear at this point, I hear Jerry Lawler say, Nut shot! <laughs> <laughs> like, I rewound it like a few times, and I just can't hear anything else. <laughs> Y2J chant happens as a result. <laughs> 
He then puts him in the walls of Jericho, but he powers out with his legs. And then Goldberg hits a second spear, and it just looks absolutely gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits the jackhammer. A million flashbulbs go off at that, and he gets the win. Uh, I, give this, I give this a solid thumbs in the middle. Um, something about it held me back from giving it a thumbs up, but... It was Goldberg. <laughs> no, it was not Goldberg. Uh, Jericho did well to put Goldberg over. Uh, like, he did everything he could, and I felt Goldberg, you know, played his part well. Uh, after the... Well, hold on, I'll save that. Uh, Kyle, what did you think about this match? Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, like, Goldberg, he he's he's an attraction. He is best in bursts. That's just his match. Uh, and just doing a match like this, once again, kind of exposes him, especially him being injured. It just makes him look super, super weak. Uh, his whole WWE character is just lame anyways. He has, like, zero intensity, and he's just he just comes off as mildly annoyed, so... For the match for him to just be like, yeah, I'm into this. Oh, I hurt my shoulder. Owie. And then get his ass kicked for like 10 minutes before making like a fizzly comeback. It just didn't do it for me. So uh, that's, that's a thumbs down. Wow. I'm actually surprised to hear that from you. WWE character, which is the same as his WCW character. Now, his w- und- no, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his his <laughs> WCW character was the same thing, only with an undefeated streak. His WCW character just had more intensity. Like the WWE character, he's just like they just sort of like, man, Bill. We know, we know you like yelling. We know you like getting in faces, but you know, maybe just talk to people this time, please. And it's like, no, get out of here. No, I, I get what you say. I was just, I was just taking a shot at Goldberg. Um, it's okay. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely the best wrestling match Goldberg has ever had. But I mean, that doesn't make it good. Uh, I just like like Kyle said. I mean, him going out there, it just shows that he's not a good wrestler. That mm-hmm. Chris Jericho was out there and basically had his way with him as a smaller dude, like a much smaller dude, and and kind of kicked his butt for most of the match and made him look like a big goof. And and then I thought you were gonna say the B word. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think he just kind of made him look like a big goof the entire match, and then by the end of it, it's just like, oh, here we go. It's uh, paint by numbers. Fear jackhammer one two three. So, but I mean, thumbs thumbs in the middle towards down. Uh, <laughs> uh speaking of getting Goldberg's face, uh, yeah, I noticed. The match, Goldberg confronts Tigger, <laughs> who continues to taunt him. <laughs> and they cut to replay immediately. Uh, Goldberg takes this stuff way too personally. Yeah, because the dude was just holding the Jericho sign and just being like, You suck, Goldberg, boo! And Goldberg was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm assuming when they cut away, they had, they had like, ref and people be like, Bill, come on, man, just go to the back already. Kyle, so, like, tell me what it would you- be like when Goldberg announces that Tigger is next. <laughs> uh, well, it's WWE Goldberg, so he probably just stared at the camera and go, uh, Tigger, you just so happen to be next on my list. <laughs> and he just calmly wanna, walks away. <laughs> I want to be your superhero. <laughs> After but I was this, hoping for, hey, Tigger, you're next. Okay. Hey, Tigger, next. Okay. That's just like a little spooky face. There you go, Levi. I gave it to you. Yay. Okay, so um, according to Chris Jericho, he asked Goldberg, since Goldberg was going over in this match, if he could do him a solid and let him kick out of the spear. 
and Goldberg declined. Jericho questioned him, considering he <laughs> let The Rock do it, and Goldberg basically said, that, "Well, you're not on Rock's level." You know. To which Chris Jericho said, "Are you not aware that I am the man that I'm the first undisputed heavyweight champion who beat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night?" <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I wasn't here for the invasion angle." <laughs> <laughs> we know so uh we cut to the pigs in the pig pen and, oh. and jerry asks uh jr did you bring your relatives tonight from oklahoma <laughs> uh, and then jr goes immediately like oh you know what i'm tired of this bullshit me you're throwing down right now. <laughs> and they start swinging fists no <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, so I wonder what this could be for. You know, I know it's <laughs> the thing is, it's like the whole you know, there's going to be a third part to the Redneck Triathlon, and they just cut to that. It's just it's a big spoiler. It's like you know what's coming now. <laughs> it's like they set a big table of pies in front of them. No, I so... expect all of these banana cream pies to be untouched for the guests <laughs> this evening. So yeah, especially like right after this, it cuts to Austin and Bischoff backstage. They spin the wheel again, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna land on pig slop." And then it's like, "No, but it's a singing contest." That's what happens because they didn't gimmick the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that 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 leads to Eric Bischoff. He gloats and he says, "I've heard you sing before." And Stone Cold simply goes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> are we living in this time are we in this timeline uh, where stone cold goes meh me, what, what are we pretending. doing what are we doing with the texas rattlesnake we need vince we need vince to come out and say you know what i need you know who i need i need the old stone cold i don't want this stone cold i yeah, hate this stone double snakes but i digress Terry confirms that Stone Cold indeed is not a good singer uh, when asked by the Texas Rattlesnake. Bischoff vows to beat Stone Cold in his own dumb redneck competition in his own dumb redneck state. I think that was an RVD woo right there. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> Rob Van Dam, that's a stupid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> He's got doo in his britches. <laughs> okay, so the backstory here is uh, Flair involuntarily got put in a world title match after the last pay-per-view. Uh, with Triple H, and I believe I touched base on this on our Judgment mm-hmm. Day review. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Triple H, he's like, Hey, I didn't pick you to challenge me for the world title because uh, you're good. I picked you because you can lay down for me and give I me an you easy because night. I love you. And so <laughs> Shawn Michaels, he basically gives him a pep talk, and he's like, Ric Flair's like, Do you think I could still go? 
And he's like, you can, you're the man. Yeah, of course you can. And Ric Flair, like, legitimately starts crying. And I'm just yeah, like, oh, Rick my Flair gosh. Starts crying, like, so they're like, all right, Rick, it's dinner time. And Ric Flair starts crying. It's <laughs> I want to die. No. Kill please, me. please. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. I would have died. No. Uh, so honestly, got everybody to check out this match: Triple H versus uh, Ric Flair for the world title. Uh, it's really good. And as I said yeah. in the last review, um, when Triple H wins, the in- all of the energy is sucked out of the room. Like it's quiet. I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, just in terms of like how much Triple H was not liked in this time. <laughs> and plus, take it to a you know, consideration it, they were in North Carolina for that. So, you know, Flair country and all that. But uh, afterwards, you know, Michaels and Flair, they start teaming for just, uh, you know, a flash in the pan where Flair, <laughs> it's, it's Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair in a handicap match versus Triple H. But of course, uh, Flair turns on Shawn Michaels and he's like, I'm the dirtiest player of the game. Playing the role of Sting in this movie is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean that's just that's classic WCW like oh, yeah. like Ric Flair would screw over Sting at every possible opportunity, and then it would just be like, "All right, Stinger, this time you and me, we got to do it, and I'm not going to screw you over this time." And Sting's Wait. like, "The Sting's like, all right, you'd better not." And he's I like, "Trust everyone." He's like, we won't, we won't sting. What you know? What happens five minutes later? Sting gets screwed over by the by the horseman. It's more oldest. More. It's as it's a story as old as time. Tale as old as time. Ric Flair and Sting. <laughs> okay, uh, so here we are. Uh, Ric Flair. He starts out with a strut. It's a back and forth game of one ups, one upsmanship. Michaels makes the takedown and then walks up Flair's back. He then slaps Flair right in the face, which prompts Rick to say uh, audibly, you can hear this, you mother effer. I I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Michaels hits a clothesline to send Flair over the top rope and then lands a crossbody out onto the floor. Rick begs off in the ring, which sounds like what, Kyle? Is that is that what Ric Flair sounds like when he begs off? I guess so. He just poops his pants. <laughs> That's so you won't touch him. Everyone knows for Ric Flair's uh, you know incredible silence. You know he's a mute. Yeah, he he doesn't talk a lot. No, he says nothing. He just grabs his pants in fear. Please. Okay, I'll do it. There you go. He's like, <laughs> Dookie. Exactly. <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> So we get we get an exchange of chops in the corner, a bit of back and forth between the two. Chops from Flair, uh, ten punch spot from Michaels, which is like five. Uh, <laughs> Flair chops uh, or chop blocks Michaels and attacks his knee with a rolling knee drop. Flair applies the figure four leg lock for a long time, uh, with Michaels eventually getting to the ropes. Did we did we skip the uh, the spot where Flair goes to the drop down and Michaels just drops and gets him in a headlock? Uh, I have no idea. 
Because I, I wanted to talk about that spot because I thought it was really cool. Uh, it, it just it breaks from from wrestling 101. You know, you expect to see, you know, Ric Flair drop down. The guy jumps over. He jumps back up and then you have a move there. Well, instead of that, like Shawn Michaels came off the ropes and sees Ric Flair laying on his stomach in front of him. And so he just drops down, sees him, drops down and snatches a headlock. Oh, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually really cool because if I saw if this was a wrestling match and I saw a guy just laying there not looking at me, I wouldn't jump over him. I would grab a headlock. I would pull his pants down and start spanking him and poop. <laughs> poop. <laughs> oh, I just saying that to imagine me just like. Imagine like Rick or somebody like dropping their pants at this point in the match, and there's just Vince in the back with the headset on, just saying that to himself. Poop, poop, <laughs> damn it! I went before the match. Poop. <laughs> so Flair works over Michaels in the corner, but Michaels fights back and hits a spaghetti. Rick just completely shatters into a million pieces. <laughs> I finally did it. I died. <laughs> That's what he's going to say when he dies. I did it. I finally did it. I'm dead now. I finally made it. Vince, please. Oh. So, uh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, <clears throat> Michael throws Flair from the top and tunes up the band. Flair blocks the sweet chin music and tries for a figure four. But Michaels counters into a cradle for two. Michael sends Flair into the corner. Rick does his weird flip thingy over the turnbuckles and runs to the, the other. Flair flip. The Flair flip. Okay. Uh, and no, runs... it's Rick's weird flip thingy. That's what he calls it. <laughs> it's my weird flip thingy. <laughs> and he runs to the other corner, uh, misses his footing, so he slowly climbs to the top and comes off the top and gets dumped on the canvas. It's so oh, funny. Geez. Made me laugh out loud. Michaels applies the figure four to Flair, but a thumb to the eye from Flair gets the break. Michaels hits a sloppy superplex on Ric Flair. And then he goes to the outside to get a table, and he sets it up. He comes back in, and Flair tries to suplex uh, HBK to the outside through the table, but to no avail. Sean sets up Flair on the table when Randy Orton tries to run in, but uh, eats a sweet chin music. I didn't even see it was Randy at first. I thought it was just like some dude or security. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick Flair, he starts uh, groaning. Michaels, he comes off the top and hits a uh, splash through the table. Uh, to the outside. The impact opens a legitimate cut in the back of Ric Flair's head. Yeah. It's like afterwards, like I think like Shawn Michaels is like trying to just sell while Rick's just like, oh God. <laughs> um, but Flair, he's forced into the corner by Michaels and hits a mule kick to the groin uh, to Michaels and also the ref. So, Michaels, he activates his comeback special ability, which sees a flurry of offense, which includes a big, fat spurkingo! Uh, 
Michaels hits a diving elbow and the sweet chin music, but Orton comes back with a chair to lay out Michaels. He lays Flair on top and the ref comes around. I think his balls may have exploded. He was down so long. <laughs> and proceeds to count the three. Ric Flair wins in 14 minutes, 18 seconds. And Jake, let's start with you. What did you think about the match? Um, It was okay. It was the okayest match on the card. I, I mean, if we're grading on a curve, I got to give something a thumbs up. So I'll give right. it to this because at least it's like, at least it made sense. And at least like you progress the story of, of Ric Flair kind of messing over Shawn Michaels and try, you know, I, I mean, it's okay. It's the closest thing to a thumbs up we're going to see tonight. Kyle, what do you say? Uh, I, you know, thumbs in the middle. Um, I don't know. I just didn't didn't really have that that thing I guess I was looking for. Because, you know, on paper, Ric Flair versus HBK, like, that's, like, really exciting. But then coming into it, it was just, it was all right. And it planted, if it's planting them seeds for the future, you know, evolution coming. Uh, yeah, that's a big mystery. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, thumbs in the middle for me, for sure. I thought for sure you guys would thumbs up this match. I, uh, I guess it was shorter. I think I think it gets a little bit of this pay-per-view on it, I think is the problem. Because it's like, this match is, is good. Go by association. If, yeah, like if I wasn't mm-hmm. so yeah. just honestly bored with the, so much of this pay-per-view, maybe I would have been more excited about this match. Yeah, if this were on like Raw or something, I'd be like, yeah, it was pretty good. And then just like the finish too, shenanigans finishes. Like it seems like every paper, like every match has had a shenanigans finish. Right. And the pro- especially this one, they didn't shoot it very well. Mm-mm. There I we say, go. I say thumbs part. in the middle, pointed towards up. Uh, something about this match just didn't do it for me. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't that great. Uh, and I hate to say it, but I can see why I like Flair wasn't liked by Vince based on this match. Just because, you know, he bumps differently, a little slower. You know, Michaels, I think this was Michaels, like, you know, carrying Ric Flair to, to a certain degree. Yeah, Rick, he's kind of seemed gassed pretty early on. So, um, thumbs in the middle. Uh, we have one more match left, right? And we have oh. yet to give out a thumbs up. Yeah. Maybe we'll give out a thumbs up for the next segment. So, uh, Redneck Triathlon on part three. Eric comes out. No, no. Technically, wins. technically, it's part four because uh, you know they spun the wheel in part three. Tee-hee. Okay, you know that's fair. Um, <laughs> but Eric, he comes out, and Jerry Lawler says, "I can't believe Eric Bischoff recovered from that pie eating contest. I didn't see much pie. I saw a lot of pie crust." <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, that's just disgusting. Oh, oh, oh. Jim Ross. JR, they throw up. He has so much dis- disdain in his voice and says, Oh, King, for God's sake. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> Eric Bischoff comes out and announces he will be singing his own theme music. So he proceeds to lip sync, which, uh, you know. He prompts Stone Cold to appear on the Titan Tron. You doo-doo head, and that's fake. <laughs> exactly. He accuses Eric Bischoff of lip singing, and Eric was like, What's not? And Stone Cold says, It's true. That's as real singing as them burps are. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So Eric proceeds to actually sing, which I found to be funny. Because he's offbeat and, you know, he's he's bad, but he's not as bad as Stone Cold would be. No. No. And Stone Cold, uh, he suggests that the wheel be spun one more time because he can't sing any better than Eric Bischoff. But why wouldn't Eric Bischoff just say, well, you can't sing better than me. I win. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. That's pretty logical. So, Jake, what happens after this? <laughs> well, after this, we get uh, we get a little stone cold up there, and he says, "Hell, we're we're gonna give this wheel another spin." And so he he goes to spin it, and then stops it immediately on pig pen fun. I think is what it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. Pig yeah. pen fun. Pig pen fun. I was like, "Looks like pig pen fun, Eric." Ha ha ha. So <laughs> gotta head on over there. <laughs> I de- I hereby, and this is the thing that like, it made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's like I hereby deputize every person in there to, if Eric Bischoff does anything, to kick his ass. Like you just told like ten thousand people to to beat up Eric Bischoff if he tries to do what his character is supposed to do, and so he he tries to escape and. The crowd's like, nope, you're not getting out of here. Apparently a 12-year-old kid in the front row is like, ha, 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 Eric Bischoff, I'm a deputy. You're not getting by me. And the whole time, Eric, <laughs> Eric Bischoff is like, nope, not. It. Oh, wait, sorry, it's Stone Cold. He's like, no, <laughs> like, no I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm a dignified man from the Northeast who lives in, in Wyoming. And then, then the glass shatters. And and the crowd goes partially wild. Well, hold on. Uh, uh, we got to talk about Jim McInvale. Yeah, who was this man? Explain Jim to me. Jim McInvale? Not much to say. He's a Houston celebrity. owns, like, I don't know, Mattress Mac. Oh, Mattress Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it? That was lame. He throws oh, Eric Bischoff back in. That's all I want to say. And Jim Ross loses it over him. Cause I guess He's a Mattress Man! Him. But go ahead. So at this point, yeah, um, he, he gets back in the ring. Or Stone Cold shows up, and people are taunting Eric Bischoff and like, oh, ha, ha, Eric, it's time. You're going to get it now. And uh, so Triple H punches. Gets, oh, sorry, I'm watching. <laughs> Triple H, he appears out of nowhere. <laughs> he shows up out of nowhere. Sorry, I'm watching that match. My nipples are hard. i got to do something. i got to come out and rain my terror over this segment, too. It's like, <laughs> My nipples are tingling. I need to do something. So he punches Bischoff in the face, takes him into the ring, gives him the old stunner. At this point, I should note, I saw the horny woman holding a sign uh, that said, bathe me in beer. Okay, yeah, now I know who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) She wants some pig pen fun with Austin. Hi, Hi, everybody. So stunner. And then Austin proceeds to drag Eric Bischoff up the ramp in like the longest walk ever. It it's just t- takes forever for him to get up there. And then they do the, the running launch where Stone Cold throws Eric Bischoff into the pig pen. And that that fall did not look comfortable into that mud. No, like that no. that didn't look like fun to me. Like, because that's a that's a hard bump basically onto concrete. 
That's in the neighborhood of Zack Ryder getting pushed off the stage in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It was it was not a comfortable looking bump, and and then Eric gets all covered in mud. And since he entered the pig pen first, I, I suppose we should uh, go over the the rules and stipulations of this match. Um, there were first rules person, and stipulations. Yeah, that's, yeah, I there know. Are, there are rules and stipulations. <clears throat> uh, so pig pen fun. You gotta get down there, and you got two people, and you got you get in a match. It's no holds barred. It's no disqualification. What? No holds barred. What? Nothing. Anything goes. What? No rope break. What? No count out. What? False count nowhere. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's pig pen fun. So what you gotta do? You gotta beat your opponent within an inch and immediately to laugh. Drop him on that little stack of dimes and call neck and throw him into the pig pen. And once you do that, you're declared the winner and the all-time GM of Monday Night Raw. What? <laughs> so, yeah, he throws him in the pig pen and Stone Cold's the winner, I guess. What? I, I, I said Stone Cold's the winner, I guess. What? Oh, okay, mister. <laughs> I'm going to fight you right now. Get over here. I'm going to turn my hair night on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say Yes When Stone Cold Threw Eric Bischoff Off the stage Into the pig pen mm-hmm. That landed Eric Bischoff With the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night God! <laughs> Only this is more like Pepsi Brown <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, so so many negative opinions. Uh, first of all, I don't walk away from this saying Stone Cold's so witty. He's so funny. No, uh, I walk away saying he is a sore loser. Because uh, honestly, he lost. Yeah, no one asked him to spin yeah. that wheel. Like he, he, you know, he he was a sore loser when it came to the pie eating contest. Uh, which is fine, it's strategy, whatever. But when you consider that, you know, singing competition, he gets all mopey. Uh, then he he does what anyone does. He, you know, like if you're playing Mario Party with a bunch of friends and they lose, and they unplug their controller, turn off the console, and go home before the results can be announced. That was stolen. Yeah. Like take his ball and go home. Basically, <laughs> basically what happened. <laughs> so if you ask me, Stone Cold lost. His own yep. dumb redneck competition in Texas. That's what everybody was chanting. They're all state. going, Stone Cold lost. Stone Cold lost. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, No, it's not true. I hate you. And so, not only do I think this is bad, but you take three segments yeah. that are all bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just gone on just three minutes too long. It's the three-minute warning skit of the night. But honestly, what did you guys holistically think about uh, the Redneck Triathlon? Uh, Jake, let's start with you. Well, holistically, I I think it was a piece of crap. (laughs) I mean, it didn't add anything. I mean... These Bischoff-Austin segments have not been enjoyable in any of the pay-per-views. It, it feels just so... It's too much. 
you know and that's like we'll we'll get to jerry's final thoughts like that kind of summarizes how i feel about this pay-per-view in a lot of ways but like just the stone cold and austin like they're trying to be funny and they're trying to make it work and they're trying to find a way to keep stone cold steve austin on tv and keep eric bischoff looking like an idiot and they're trying too hard agreed and so yeah, I just I just don't. It's not for me. It's not my. It's not my it, chocolate and vanilla. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you say? I gotta say, I actually really loved. It. I thought it gave the, and really made me feel like if I paid money for the. No, 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 no. It sucked. It was terrible. It was awful. Um, I'd say like the last pay per view that was that was a co-branded pay per view, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it didn't feel as intrusive, but seeing this one was entirely a raw pay-per-view, it just it just magnified or not magnified it, but uh, what's that other word I'm looking for? Just uh, made it like a bajillion times larger than it should have been. Yeah, that'd be magnified. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> and it just it just made it like that much worse. Like at one point, I was wondering. Is this going on so long because the pay-per-view is running short? But I honestly think that they thought it was a good idea to put it on this long. Like, everybody loves Steve Austin. Doesn't matter what he does, as long as he's in the ring. And we're in Texas. And we're in Texas. Everybody's going to be off their seats cheering. <laughs> um, uh, but I also want to point out before we close this that, um, and obviously I said this is all bad, but, um, yeah. you know, what may have gone missed on you guys is... You know, we have uh, objectifying women in this pay-per-view, which is bad. We also have animal cruelty. So we see pigs yeah. in the pig pen. <laughs> these poor, honestly, I'm, I'm joking, but these pigs are scared to death. My gosh. Well, think about yeah, it. They've had explosions next to them for the last three hours. Oh, like, gosh, it, it, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, me either. Wow. It's... They're all like in the corner before Bischoff was thrown in there, and then as soon as he did, they all just scattered in fear. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, like this is back-to-back pay-per-views with animal cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, more ruthless pod after this. Only in Donkey Kong Country. Swimming gorillas, blasting barrels, runaway minecarts. Only for Game Boy Advance. Credit everyone. Greed is good. Greed is good. Greed makes you do great things. Greed makes you do great things. Greed loves old people. Greed loves old people. Gold coins and puppies. Gold coins and puppies. It will get you everything. It will get you everything. Even if you have to pile drive your enemy to do Even so. Even if you have to pile drive your enemies to, to do, do so. so. Get ready for some real greed. Everyone.
It's been about 10 years since we made the last Ren and Stimpy, so we dug up some of the old stories that never did get produced. You always give your house a good bite kicking its ball sack when you move. We started thinking up new ideas. Within a week and a half, we realized the new ideas were a lot funnier than the old ones. A lot of the censorship issues that we had to worry about when we were doing kids programming were pretty much gone. Ren is still an asshole. Stimpy's still retarded. The premise and the, and the personalities are set up that you can do almost any type of story. I'm happy if I spend the rest of my life doing Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy Adult Party Cartoon on the first network for men. So now we transition to our main event oh, of man. the evening. Oh yeah, the double! Yay!
to say who has the biggest nipples in WWE. <laughs> and it's all in heck in a cell. Whoop! <laughs> okay, so... Uh, oh. It's been... Oh, what? You know, this this story has gone on since uh, after Mania. Um, basically... Uh, Kevin Nash, he comes back, and Triple H uh, kicks him to the curb. Basically what happened here. Uh, but the backstory here for this match is Austin booked a Hell in a Cell match between Nash and Triple H because uh, he didn't want no running, no shenanigans from Triple H. Uh, the only problem here is uh, the usual referees that you have, Earl Hebner, Charles Robinson, all those people. Uh, refused to officiate this match because of how Triple H has been treating the referees, especially uh, after uh, last month when Earl Hebner got a sledgehammer to the chest. So Austin needs to dig deep in his bag of tricks and pull out McVoy. <laughs> I believe he's making his ruthless debut here. I believe so, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, he calls in Mick Foley, uh, Triple H, on a segment of Raw. They have the they have the cell. This was uh, the go home, and Triple H he tries to talk Foley out of it and tells him he needs to go back to his average home, his average lifestyle, and just stay away. And so uh, Triple H or Mick Foley insists that he is not going anywhere. So <laughs> Triple H essentially starts like beating him up. But the the thing here is uh, McFoley uh, counts. So just when he thinks that he's got him down and out, McFoley's like one, two, three, which shows no matter what Triple H does, McFoley will be there to count the pin. 
which was really it was a really cool segment leading into the pay-per-view because Kevin Nash he comes out power bombs uh Triple H beats him up and you know after all that beating that Mick Foley took on Raw he was there to count the three so I'm like okay I'm on board with this um and we get an opening package that highlights all those things uh with Headstrong by Trapped in the background don't know if you guys got that one or not but nope (laughs) we got Jim Johnston plays the guitar but it was honestly a really cool package. So that's what she said. <laughs> uh, Kevin Ash, he's wearing scaly pants uh, while Triple H is wearing blue panties and boots. Looks, well, looks he's not purple. He's still he's still trying to be a uh, good old Ricky boy who was just out there before him. Exactly. Doing a better job. Yep. Mick Foley comes out last year. I thought that was a little confusing. Yeah, don't they usually come? I mean, he is the real face of this whole thing because people aren't really there to see Kevin Nash and nobody likes Triple H. So <laughs> the only face they have in this match is the dang referee. I don't, I don't know. I, I really dug Kevin Nash around this time. I thought he was Did cool. Did you? Yeah. thought he was yeah, big I, daddy cool. I feel like they tried to bring him back as like Diesel 2. And I think if they had just leaned into the NWO thing, that he would have been cooler. I didn't see it that way. I thought he was just being Kevin Nash. What do you mean? He comes out with a his Big Daddy Cool Diesel logo on his chest with the the harmonica. <laughs> the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, well, he puts his he puts At his fist point, up in the air. He's he's Diesel two point It's yeah, like I know he Diesel he, didn't he go saying, I like trucks. Do, do, you know, he was essentially Kevin Nash, right? I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's it's all, just a big it's all, guy. It's all in the name, but still, you know. It's all about that attitude. And he wasn't going around being like, hey, NWO, cool. It was like, big truck boy. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. There you go. So explain <laughs> it for the layman. But it, yeah, it was like, he wasn't cool. He was rude. Yeah. It's a big, there's a pretty discernible difference. Amateur. I'm saying. Uh, but honestly, I liked Kevin Nash around this time. I, I, I like the remix on his theme here, just the electric guitar in place of the harmonica. Uh, because honestly, like I hate blues music, and so hey, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just do. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you need to spend more time down there in Texas. Because his 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 old his older Diesel theme reminds me of like Roseanne, if that makes sense. <laughs> I just no, I get that. Gross. Ugh. Get that off. Uh, yeah, of me. I get that. I totally get that. So, <laughs> so I like. I, like I never this put that, that together. Oh my god! I've like, always yeah. thought that it's like ew, harmonica. Just right now, go edit Diesel coming out just with Roseanne's theme instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so anyway, the match gets started here. Um, Kevin Ash controls the early going with punches and elbows in the corner. Nash works him over in the corner. Uh, he does his sizing up elbow spot. It's like, I'm going to take a picture. But uh, <laughs> uh, he clotheslines <clears throat> uh, Triple H outside and ramps him into the ring post and then throws him into the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Which big daddy cool? Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, where was I? Uh, 
He clotheslines Triple H outside and ramps him into the ring post and then throws him into the cell. Triple H rebounds off of the cell after an Irish whip, which allows Kevin Nash to hit a... I thought he was dead. I, if he rolled him back in the ring and pinned him, it, it would have been it. Well, he just landed flat. I think he passed out like William Regal at No Way Out. I think that's kind of what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Levi, you're, you're going through all these moves at a pretty good pace. But for folks listening, uh, imagine there's like at least a, a minute of buffer between each of those things happening. This match is very slow. Have okay. we? I don't. Th- have we, did we get to my my favorite point when uh, Triple H gets rammed in the corner? My favorite part of the match. You mean the <laughs> corner in the ring? No, the corner of the cell. Oh no, we haven't got that. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that's my favorite part of this match. Uh, so uh, okay, I'll I'll be true to form here. Nash hits a side slam for a near fall. Just playing. Um, he gets a chair. And hits Triple H in the gut and then the back. Nash and then rams uh, Triple H into the cage multiple times. That's where that happened. <laughs> you, okay, you have, so this, yes. Do you this, have anything to say? Yeah. So when they go into the corner, there's a, a cameraman who gets trapped in the corner, and and Kevin Nash is about to slam Triple H into that corner, but there's a cameraman there. And you just see Kevin Nash look up and he's super annoyed at the cameraman. And Triple H looks over his shoulder and is legitimately surprised to see another human being standing behind him, creating the greatest picture of all time with just angry Kevin Nash, surprised Triple H in the corner. And then then you hear the cameraman say, pardon me, as he dives out of the way. Oh, I missed that. Did he really say pardon me? Yeah, he's like, pardon me. You're fired. <laughs> I right, did not hear like, that. That's so funny. It's so good. Yeah, it was like it was for me as a high spot of the match. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, I'll I'll try and post a picture of <laughs> him being rammed in the cage. And with us on <laughs> yeah, it's in our it's in our group chat. So, yeah, so. Uh, Kevin Ash then tries to throw ring steps at the head of Triple H, but he evades. Which honestly, it looked close. Yeah. Nash tries a jackknife on the outside, but Triple H grabs the cell and mid-flip and lays punches into Kevin Nash. He then gets a toolbox from under the ring and hits Nash in the knee with a hammer and then in the head. It's uh, it's a challenge here of which man could damage the other's quad. Yeah. I like that he had like a tiny little hammer. That was fun. You know, Triple H and his hammers, man. He, he can't separate. It'd be funny if he, if he pulled out the tiny hammer and he looked at it like a sledgehammer where he like double grips it and goes like, <laughs> at it for like a minute. So Nash dons the crimson mask and Triple H takes control, grating Nash's face against the sail and slamming his head into the steps. He, he does that spot like two or three times and it's way too much. Mm-hmm. It's gruesome, bagger. Triple H then gets a screwdriver and drives it into Nash's head. <laughs> it's funny because, like, it, the, I always hate like when it's like a screwdriver or something like that, a spot like that. Because the first thing they always do is act like they're going to literally stab it into their body and murder them, and then that yeah. doesn't work, <laughs> and so they just decide to just scrape it on them. Well, I mean, it's effective though. So, <laughs> what if I well, like, assume that Nash did not move 
or uh, block the thing. Like, what if he would he just plunged it into his chest, and that would have been the end of the match? He just kills a man. <laughs> well, it's well, it's like uh, they they do this. Uh, they take it a step further in Japan. Like I saw um, in Jushin Thunder Liger's final match, he he pulled out a literal knife and held it over his head, ran at the other guy in the ring, and stabbed it through like a quarter inch sheet of plywood. Oh like, he yeah, was, I like saw he was that. man, like he was <laughs> actually going to stab the guy. I'm like. I, I have such a hard time suspending that disbelief. Like yeah. this this wrestling match has possibly the first ever back shot with a chair that I was okay with. Because like it, because at this point it actually felt like like Nash was just trying to beat the crap out of Triple H. So he wasn't trying to knock him out and win the match. He was just <clears> trying <throat> to hurt him. So if you yeah. hit him in the gut and you hit him in the back, that makes sense to me. The way they do it nowadays when it's it's so I do this, you do that. Now I do this. It looks so bad and so phony. But the way the way Kevin Nash did it here, he just runs up on him, hits him and stabs him in the gut with a chair, and then just whaps him in the back with it because like that's what's available to hit. It, and it looks good, but now I don't know. It's little things like that. Just it's just missing from wrestling today. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find uh, diamonds in the rough of this. Horse crap match. <laughs> Good luck. There you go. Something. I've got a couple more, but we'll wait for I it. thought Randy Orton was the diamond from the coal. <clears throat> the Michael oh. Cole. <laughs> so <laughs> Triple H he then gets a barbed wire two by four and drives it into Nash's gut. Nash counters an attempt at a headshot with a punch and then hits him in the head with the two by four. Triple H is busted open, and then uh, he gets hit with a second shot. At this point, Nash props the barbed wire 2x4 on the top turnbuckle and hits a snake eyes on top of it. I didn't think they were actually going to do that. Really? Yeah, I didn't think they were actually going to... I thought that was gonna, they were going to tease that spot, but I didn't think they were actually going to go for it. That seemed obvious to me. I'm like, oh, here it comes. He's going to do the, the snake eyes on it. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. So Triple H, he's bleeding very heavily, uh, and you know his his hair is very weird. You know how it's all dried out and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think he's doing that because his his hair is red from his blood. It's, it's just another Ric Flair move. Yeah, look how much I'm bleeding from my hair. Aren't I so cool? I have big tomato juice head now. <laughs> Normally I'm blonde, but now it's all red, and everyone can see it. So it reminded me of like he was bleeding so profusely. It just it looked like he had just dumped a can of tomato juice on his head. So Kevin Nash, he goes to bring the steel steps in the ring. At this time I, I notice a sign that says Big Lazy on it. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H breaks a crate over Nash's head and then grabs a sledgehammer. Foley bizarrely gets involved and grabs the sledgehammer from Triple H, uh, and Triple H punches him down. And I think around this time, Jerry Lawler is like, you know, can he stop him? Can he do anything? When he's hurting Triple H and JR's like, no, it's no DQ. And Jerry Lawler says something like, can he suggest to him? It's like, okay. (laughs) I like it at one point, like, JR pops off at at Lawler. He's like, I said it 12 times. It's no disqualification. (laughs) Will you shut the hell up? Trying to watch the match, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, 
Triple H. Oh, I already said that. <clears throat> Kevin Nash. There you go. So Triple H grabs steel steps that were thrown in the ring by Kevin Nash earlier, but gets dropped toe-holded onto the steps, which I liked that move. Yeah, that's okay. Nash goes for the pin, but only gets two. Triple H gets a chair and hits Nash in the head, and then McFoley, which busts him open. Like, he just slaps him in the face with that chair. So, McFoley naturally gets out Mr. Socko, and oh! <laughs> he applies the mandible claw to Triple H. But Triple H, it's a low blow to break. Kevin Nash takes a swing with the steps and hits Foley inadvertently as well as Triple H. <laughs> Poor Foley, man. Yeah, he's he's taking some bumps for no yeah. reason. So he, he gets out hard. on the apron. Uh, Kevin Nash picks up Foley. And then Triple H rams into him, which knocks Foley onto the cell down to the floor. <laughs> Foley's mupping more than anybody here. <laughs> and for nothing. For what? He, hey, it's guys. not like he has a match. Yeah. Hey, you know, I I really don't want to bump, guys. Um, Hunter, what do you say? Uh, I'll do it a little bit. Uh, Kill him. <laughs> Vince... Uh, we need to bring someone in to take the bumps, you know. Because uh, I'm not doing it. Uh, what about Foley? You know, he he's pretty good at those matches. Ugh. Hey. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't see how long you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. I broke. Oh. <laughs> oh, Kevin Nash and his freaking voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Shout out, Laps fan. <laughs> um, so, uh, Triple H goes for a pedigree, but Nash reverses and catapults Triple H into the barbed wire 2x4 and then hits the jackknife powerbomb. Foley gets which, back in to count two as Triple H kicks out. Which is bullshit. Cause, like, this whole match is plotting, but I don't know, that that segment, that little little, little move bit... I don't know, it kind of flowed to me. I was like, that was actually kind of nice. That's a that's an ending right there. He wins, mm-hmm. right? And then, nope. <laughs> Triple H got your wing. Hunter so, must pose. A struggle ensues, and Triple H hits Nash in the head with a sledgehammer. They slowly get up. Triple H hits a pedigree. He turns Nash over and gets the win. Uh, especially since it's like... So gingerly throws him over, like... I'm tired too. So I'll start us off here. Um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, honey. It, kind of to your point, what you just said. Uh, it was a good sequence, and if I don't know if I want to see Kevin Nash as world champion right right now, as I'm watching it in, in real time. Uh, uh, but at least the the finish would have been like, all right, you know, fine finish. When I was a kid, I would have been on board with it. I'm like, oh yeah, cool, Kevin Nash, I can get behind that. Uh, but nevertheless. Uh, Triple H and shenanigans, man. It's getting old, or it is old. Oh, oh it's not yes, getting. it is. It is old, quite old. Because this half the year's gone by, and it's been nothing but this. So, uh, it gets a brother sucks from me. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, it is absolutely that bad to me. Uh. So, uh, Jake, what do you have to say about this match? 
Well, let me let me pump some sunshine here because I was looking for anything at the end of this pay per view to enjoy. Um, I, I'll say I, I appreciated the way they stayed in the cage. You don't see that like it seems like a Hell in a Cell match, no matter what, is gonna is gonna get out, and and so I appreciated in a way that they kept it inside the cage, and that and that in and of itself made it different. So, so I appreciated that. Uh, what I didn't appreciate was the match, uh, and I thought that was bad. So, thumbs down. Al- almost a brother sucks. Uh, now comes the part for me, and I gotta say, I agree with Levi. Brother sucks. Uh, this was just not fun, and you could just like knowing that this is just Triple H's whole reign of terror. Just like in the back of my head, I'm like, this isn't going to end well. I know it's not going to end well, but we'll see where it goes. So for Kevin to have that little sequence, and I'm like, oh, could this be Kevin's time? And then, nope. No interference, no shenanigans, just another really just crappy kind of win from Triple H. Just looking cool instead of a fool. And just swimming pool. Just, yeah. Just the brother sucks. The whole thing was just bleh. I left going, why? Just crying in my hands. Well, my my problem with this whole pay-per-view is that the whole pay-per-view seems gratuitous. Like, every everything has just something it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every single match, there's either a, a screwy finish, or the, it's the redneck triathlon, or it's this, or it's that. It's just too much yeah and definitely too much it's just the way that's just the way i i think i, I text that to levi i was just watching him i just had that realization I'm like everything in this pay-per-view is just too much yeah yeah and i mean, put it that way i totally agree because i mean the red deck triathlon god that's too much and then just every match has to have a weird screwy finish or something attached to it it's just just stick to just wrestling <laughs> just yeah. on. what's the second w stand for Wintertainment. <laughs> World Wintertainment Entertainment presents. Yeah, it's it's too much, and yet it's not enough in other areas. It's like that whole RVD and Kane match. I, I guess it was so short because Law Resistance is green, and yet you want to get those guys over. But 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 did it? <laughs> they got a title, but like what else? Yeah, know. belt doesn't make you over. But let's discuss the whole show in the Ruthless Rundown. So, so yeah, overall, the show is awful. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst show that we've reviewed, in my opinion. Um, it's hard not to agree. <laughs> and and it sucks because we were looking so for you know we were looking forward to this show. We're like, oh yeah, Test and Steiner, uh, blah blah blah. Okay, we were looking forward to it being a very fun car crash, and it just ended up being just a smoldering, sad, pathetic car crash. Well, yeah, more like a fender bender. It got up to the point yeah. where, you know, it's like, okay, hell in a cell. You're going to put all your chips in that because everything else has been so bad. And then that just fell flat. Yep. 
it's like literally, you know, that match I was talking about with Flair and Triple H and how the energy was sucked out of the room. The same thing happened when Triple H won here. Like, oh, well, let's just go home, I guess, you know? That's all we can do. But this is just, it's its not what I expected, which really just like double doubly ruins it for me because... It's like I said, I was looking forward to this as a kid, uh, especially, it's just that theme song, man. I think uh, <laughs> wrestling fans from this time really remember, like, Headstrong by Trapped and just how much that set up this pay-per-view. So, I, and, I, and I think the buy rate kind of reflects that, too, because, you know, a lot of people tuned into this show, and yet... You think this show would have been more successful, like, e- pay-per-view strong? Say again. You think this would have been an even more successful pay-per-view if instead of calling it Bad, Bad Blood, they called it Headstrong? <laughs> they know. just called it Headstrong by Trapped and it accidentally downloaded. <laughs> hey, if they did a live performance, I, I, I think that might have boosted up uh, a little bit, you know. <laughs> but they, 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 did they sell the world at this point, though? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Okay, world is gone. The world has come to an end. <laughs> this is an Armageddon. Beyond uh, But Jake, what are your overall thoughts on the show? And over, I, I pretty much just kind of gave them. It's just too much, man. And I, I'm really hoping that we get some good shows coming up because we like since since our last A pay per view, we've been we've been uh, treated like like mushrooms by the WWF or WWE, <laughs> man. Like they're just feeding us crap and keeping us in the dark. It's just not they stumbled since Mania. Yeah, it has not been a good good wrestle year thus far. So. Yeah, 2003 has been a bit of a blunder. So. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can turn it around here as we as we head towards uh, head towards SummerSlam. We got something to spool up for. So, Kyle, what are you saying? Yeah, just this pay per view. It was much, and then just like I thought, the pacing of it all was a bit just bad too. Like, it just felt like such a slog. I mean, I'm sure due part largely to the redneck triathlon like the thing had four segments and it's like a one note joke haha poopy fart funny man (laughs) eric bischoff fall on face you know like that's it that's all they needed to do and it's like it felt like it was half of the show so yeah on top of that i think people love to tune into podcasts or videos or whatever it is of like things events that happen that were bad Um, yeah But I don't think people understand how hard it is if you're not in it, just how hard it is to sit through these things and review them. Because like, it really well, is. This took me about four or five watches. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's that's the other thing is not only that, but it's it doesn't make like bad programming doesn't make for good podcasts unless it's entertainingly bad. Right. Like yeah. if this is if this is, <laughs> is bad wrestling and it's just boring, it's really hard. Like I mean, it was really hard to stay on topic for me today because I knew that this pay per view yes. was just nothing going for it. And, and we're yeah. not like you know AVGN or anything who's just out to you know solely do bad things and can make jokes out of that. You know, we're not going to sit around and say right Austin and Bischoff. It's diarrhea bucket of steam, but it's not rocking him up right. You know, just, <laughs> we're not here to do that kind of stuff. You know, we want to give things a chance and a shot. And you know, it's a nostalgia show. We're going to call the good things good and the bad things bad and X, Y, and Z how we see it. But yeah, these, but, but, this, this is not ideal. <laughs> right. The thing about this, like, unlike I, I would argue that stuff like hot lesbian action and uh, the 
the Miller Lite cat fight girls were all just gloriously bad. Like they were funny bad. Right. Like, Redneck triathlon was just bad. It was this not. Is, it was not even entertaining. It's it sucked. speaks to the. It speaks uh, directly to that whole audience of one thing that you you hear around a lot. Um, and we, from what we've known about the sophomore nature of Vince McMahon's humor, like it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man. Well, if Steve mm-hmm. Austin had walked away like solemnly a winner, I think I would have at least saw like the point in it. But he looked like a loser, and not like a sore loser. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like it, it hardly even felt like it finished. Just like, let's choose our next thing. It's a pig pan fun. I'm coming out there. Well, I grabbed you, Steiner. Did you hear in the dirt? <laughs> and then, like, they didn't really push stipulations or anything. It was just, it was over. Yay. He won because he cheated, spinning the wheel, and then threw him in the pig pen. Yay. Yay. It's supposed to be like, oh, he got one over on old Bischoff. <laughs> but it's like, Okay, well, we could have done that without going through all of this garbage. You just kicked him in the nuts or something. <laughs> so yeah, well, kicking nuts, kicking confused. Yeah, that was that was bad blood, two thousand three, and you well, take like away blood to have my exact feel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stole my joke. <laughs> Kyle made that joke before we went on. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad. And, and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Uh, but I do hope that you guys join us next time as we will be reviewing Vengeance 2003. Vengeance. Vengeance. Is that a SmackDown pay per view? Yes, it is. Nice. It's, it's guaranteed to be at least a, a little better than this. And yeah, I, at least I we'll have some up, good wrestling. I looked up match ratings, and yes, you can expect some good stuff. <laughs> Thank <time>. God. <laughs> oh, man. I hope we don't have any. I, I know we will. Can we expect can't hit home runs every time. And they won't, quite frankly. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope you tune in uh, and join us for that. This is going to be fun. It's SmackDown. It's going to be stuff. It's going to be some got, good stuff. We got Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, and Big Show in a triple threat. No, what? That's like, that's going to be fun. We got Eddie and Benoit for the U.S. title. That's coming up soon. That's going to be good. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. We got a barroom brawl, but I'm not holding my breath for it. <laughs> I, you know what? I may even watch the SmackDowns leading into this. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. But yeah, that's been us at the Ruthless Pod. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Ruthless Pod, where we have all these tweets going on. You just don't want to miss it. Uh, Facebook, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. YouTube, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, and Instagram, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. To keep up with us. Uh, Jake, where can I find you at? They can find me at Red Arrow Productions on Instagram. It's usually the best place to find the nonsense we're doing. Uh, I am the host of my show with Alex and Jake, available at badfacts.info and everywhere podcasts are available at Red Arrow P on Twitter. So if you want more of Jake, it's up more frequently. Yeah, it's a week. It's weekly. It's a weekly show. And and I usually find a way to hor- uh, shoehorn wrestling into the podcast. <laughs> and his co-host Alex uh, just does not get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex is not a wrestling fan, and but he he like understands it and he gets it. He respects it, and he marvels in the ways I can I can turn any conversation to either wrestling or how much I hate the University of Washington. <laughs> uh, and you can follow me uh, personal account at ruthless spot Levi. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, that's going to do it here for us. Uh, I'm Levi. I'm Kyle. I'm Jake. Reminding you to stay
Good night, universe. <laughs> Yay, we did it. Tell you a little story. You ain't gonna believe it, but he's gonna tell you anyway. It's tough to be the rock. No, 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 shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. Even though the rock is the rock is the most electrifying man in all of showbiz. You see, when the rock gets too much, too much of the fame and, and all the bright lights, he likes to kick back and have a slice of that. Unadulterated delight. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous rock? Yeah, the rock, the people's champ in the house. What's oh happening, God, Slick? Hey, how you doing, guy? Listen, you gotta take a picture before you leave, guy. Oh, 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 the rock don't want to take pictures. The rock just wants a piece of pie. You got any of that in this oh, bakery? I got every kind of pie you can think of. I got strawberry pie, blueberry pie, apple Blueberry? Pie, what? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, Slick, it doesn't matter what type of pie you have. Let the rock tell you a little story about pie. down south, though quickly aroused, when my car caught a fly near this old farmhouse, I hope somebody's home, taking a chance at it, knocked on the door, and this fine chick answered, you're the rock, can I use your phone, I'm shaking, sure, if you try some of this pie, I'm thinking, Daisy Duke shorts on five foot stood, said sure, what the heck, I mean it did smell good, so when she called rock in the kitchen, towards the vapor, there's a grandmother, aunt, and a Chinese neighbor, Oh, the Rock is gonna tell you again. See, it's it's tough to be the Rock. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Rock knows that might sound crass. Oh, yes. oh, and by the way, all you jabronis in the locker room, you can all come kiss the Rock's ass. Cause you know after the Rock lays a smackdown on some big fat ugly hermaphrodite, the Rock needs a little distraction and a slice sounds just right. The Rock said, 
Thanks, ladies. And more kind words. Grandmother said, Be polite, eat mine first. So I sat down, tried her. She looked quite glad. Had a strange taste of mold, but it wasn't so bad. That's right. The Rock, having pie in the country. Devoured hers her aunts, and Stella was hungry. That's all Rock said? Bored and reading the papers. Till finally, a plate of the next door neighbors. Got it down fast, cause it really did please. I mean, it tasted so good. Rock was talking Chinese. That good pie. That's the pie you was talking about. Oh yeah, The Rock knows the millions can smell it now. It's tough to be The Rock. No, 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 it really is. Because you all know The Rock is the most electrifying man in all the showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and all the bright lights, he loves to kick back and have a slice. No, 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 no. The Rock is gonna eat the whole...